3: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: The lights are out. Hurry, get some, the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7, the game.
4: And the Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court in the NBA Finals with a stirring 107-97 win here at TD Garden. 43 points for Stephen Curry. And the Golden State Warriors go back to Chase Center for Game 5 after closing this one out on a 21-211 run. And they stunned Boston crowd. They were here to celebrate 3-1. But now have to wonder what's going to happen when they come back for game six. That's right. The Warriors survive,
5: and they move to San Francisco for game number five in this NBA final series with things all tied up at 2-2. Two two, we welcome you inside TD Garden. John Dickinson joined by Whitey Gleason back in the bay. And, Whitey, let's just – get it rolling here with I'm just going to start with Steph Curry and there are a lot of heroes for the Warriors in, in this game tonight in the big fourth quarter and the big second half but Stephen Curry with an iconic legendary Hall of Fame worthy finals MVP coming if the Warriors can get two more wins in this series performance just out of this world tonight from Steph
2: Curry J.D., it turns out his foot is okay. Uh, That was one takeaway I had. Yeah. Uh, Funny you mention that about the MVP award, because I had in my notes in the third quarter or so, I say the way he's playing, he may win the MVP no matter who wins this series. But you're right. Iconic. This was the type of game that some of the Steph naysayers said, well, he, he can't carry the team when they need him. That's exactly what he did tonight. One of the great Warrior wins that we've ever seen, right? I think the Warriors saw the mortality of their own run encroaching and they decided nope we're not done yet they played with great aggression the rebounding numbers were staggering 55-42 warrior edge as they responded to getting embarrassed on the glass in the last game and I was reminded JD of a discussion you and I had with Gary St. Jean before this series started we asked him about hey Boston's a really good defensive team but they blow leads why is that and he said guys They are not a very good offensive team. And that came home to ruse tonight in that fourth quarter. The Warriors, you know, they took advantage of that. They uh, played excellent defense all night long in that fourth quarter, especially in Boston when their half-court offense started to unravel. They had nothing other than, you know, Marcus Smart's going to shoot another three. And so here we are. We were waiting for that to happen to Boston at some point. The Warriors scrapped and clawed all night long. When it did happen, they were ready to pounce. And now, as we go back to San Francisco, the whole series is back in the Warriors' favor. It's amazing. Yeah, the Warriors were trailing by 5 right around the
5: 7-8 minute mark and they able to they are able to close the game from that point what 21 to 6 and the Warriors ended wow. up uh winning this one by the final of 107 to 97, 58 to 43 for the Warriors in the second half, 28 to 19 in the fourth quarter, so they weren't as dominant in the third quarter as they had been in the first three games of this series, Whitey, but in the fourth quarter, they have their most dominant performance of the series, and that winds up being enough to knot it up at two and two. Eight at 9570 John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. We are with you for the next three hours, and we want to hear from you as I am in Boston at TD Garden, where the Warriors have evened this thing up. We'll hear from Steve Kerr, we'll hear from Clay Thompson. We'll hear from Steph Curry between now and midnight on 95.7 The Game, but your phone calls are going to make this thing go here for the next three hours, Triple eight nine 957 9570 Let's get to some other uh, keys to this one. Uh, We talked a lot the last couple of days about the Warriors needing to come out and play more forcefully, play better on defense, force the Celtics into more turnovers, and the Warriors were able to, To do that Uh, in the early going of this game, more bad shots, I thought, by the Celtics. Some of that their own doing, but a Mm -hmm. lot of that. Just the imprint, Whitey, that the Warriors put on the game in terms of their defense, their physicality. They were much more up to the challenge, a la Game 2, as opposed to Game 1 and Game 3. What can you say about Andrew Wiggins? Huge couple of putbacks. Uh, Jordan Poole. His most effective game, I think in the series most meaningfully effective game. he did have the hot streak in game two but but I thought this was his just calmest uh, just most confident performance uh, of the series as he pours in 14 points and Clay Thompson stuck with it. Clay had some rough rough minutes uh, in the first half especially but down the stretch, some big plays, big shots and how about Steve Kerr? benching Draymond Green. I know he did say in the post-game press conference it was all part of the plan to go to Looney, and then Looney wound up staying in the game a little bit longer than originally planned because he was playing so well. But then he goes to Draymond and Poole a couple of times in offense-defense substitution. So I think those players deserve a lot of credit because we talked, again, about who was going to step up for the Warriors-Whitey, but I think Steve Kerr also gets some credit for sticking with the, the group that, that got him there and also not being afraid to maybe take Draymond Green out of the game when he had been so ineffective, at least on the offensive side
2: of the ball. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and to your point, and I'm sure we'll hear it at some point, Coach Kerr downplayed out of deference to Draymond and all he represents to the Warriors, downplayed the whole thing. Oh, it's part of the plan, and then that group was playing well, so, you know, <laughs> we stuck with it. it as well done. But I will say this, in the fourth quarter, Draymond, who for much of the night again was – he was like invisible. Where was he? But in that fourth quarter, he only played a little less than 8 minutes. He had 5 rebounds and 3 assists in the fourth quarter. And your point about Clay, uh, absolutely. You know, the last game Clay's numbers were better and tonight he was struggling at times, but in that fourth quarter, win in time as magic used to say, Clay hit 3 of 4 shots, 2 of 3 Uh, From the three-point line, Wiggins, of course, was a monster on the backboard, but this was all about Steph Curry. Steph Curry putting the team on his back, even with the bad wheel, and just uh, unflaggingly uh, coming through time and time again. And you could see in that fourth quarter, for as you know, the Warriors are older. Steph Curry, I think, was wearing down the Celtics in that fourth quarter, which was really amazing to see.
5: Yeah, and a note from ESPN Stats and Info, Curry, 43 points, 10 boards. Warriors win over the Celtics. At his age, 34 years and 88 days, second oldest player in finals history to have a 40-10 game. Only LeBron James, who did it at, at 35 and, and 284 days in 2020 in the bubble, uh, has done that uh, at, at an older age than, than Steph Curry tonight. And he was just in command. Yes, uh, you know, I know there were there was a lot of a lot of kind of joking about a couple of the the videos from from shoot around this morning. I was at shoot around and posted a couple videos to the the ninety five seven the game account and Curry just locked in, knocking down every shot, no limp, and it was like, damn, he he looks pretty good. Like, and you <laughs> know, a lot of times all those videos look pretty good, but it it did feel like there was something a little bit different to Steph in terms of. Focus level, intensity, just refusal to to let this team lose. So many big shots where the game could have gotten away from the Warriors and and did get away from the Warriors in this building just two nights
2: ago. Uh, It was one of the most impressive games I think we've ever seen him play. I know that he's put up bigger numbers here or there, but given the magnitude of the game and, as you said, the way he really asserted his dominance and ran the game – from the first quarter through the fourth quarter uh, without wearing down, without tiring, it it was incredibly uh, impressive. And it's funny because I know we've had this legacy talk and I've been uh, of the mind as a lot of people have that, you know what, Steph's legacy is what it is and and it's not going to change based on this series, but I, I came like tonight uh, if anything, it's like wow for him to do that. We've seen him do some great things, never quite anything like this. Uh, so even win or lose this series, right now, of course, everything is like looking in the Warriors' favor as the series heads back home. So yeah, maybe he actually improves that incredible legacy uh, with the game he had tonight. Unlike anything I think we've ever seen from Steph in the finals, without a
5: doubt. I mean, if he wins, if they win this series, and he continues on the path that he's been on, it, it absolutely is a legacy adder. It's a fourth mm-hmm. championship. Mm-hmm. It's another championship uh, w- without Kevin Durant. He already had the one without Kevin Durant. Uh, and and this, I think would be his most dominant and impactful finals, especially considering the circumstances. And that's not to say that he didn't play well in other finals. He played very right. well in the 17, right. and 18 finals. He played pretty well in the 15 finals as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at, at times and was very much could have been the MVP of that series so yeah you win this though the way that it is playing out and look it's only 2-2 the Warriors still have to win two games they're no closer to the title at this point than the Celtics are although again they do have the home court advantage and 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 we'll see how things shake out uh, on Monday but this is absolutely the kind of iconic on the road banged up Type of, I mean, it it was a Jordan esque performance tonight in in my mind. This was a forget about LeBron and oh, like this was to me
2: a Michael Jordan level type finals performance. Absolutely, it certainly was. And and the way the series is going now, not only do the Warriors have all the momentum going back home, but Boston now, for the first time in this series, certainly not the first time in these playoffs, but all of a sudden they're looking around going. Hey, what happened? We, we kind of had that. We had a 3-1 lead right there, and we were home. What happened? And that's been something they've been dealing with on and off throughout this postseason. First time in this series. I know they were disappointed with game two, but, man, and this is one of the things. I, we, we talked about this. This is Boston. This is what happens to them. And the Warriors, as I said, they took full advantage of it tonight in that fourth quarter when the half-court Boston offense started to bog down. The Warriors pounced and just finished them off.
5: 888-957-9570. Before we get to the calls, let's get to our handyman hero of the game, which brought to you by Handyman Heroes. Handyman Heroes, your one-stop shop for home repair and remodeling. Mention the game for a 10% discount on all labor. Visit www.handymanhero.es. And, uh, well, we've been talking about him for the last five minutes or so. The handyman hero of the game tonight is, without a doubt, uh, Wardell, Stephen Curry, 43 points, 7 of 14 from 3, 10 boards, 4 assists, and yeah, he leads the Warriors to victory, 24 in the second half for Steph Curry in 40 minutes, so the Warriors able to bump his minutes up, Steph Curry, an easy call tonight, as he is the handyman hero of the game, on a night where the Warriors did have some ancillary heroes, but We're not even going to mention them. We're going to mention them between now and midnight. We're not going to mention them uh, in the Handyman Hero, Steph gets that. uh, He he gets the Handyman Hero of the game uh, just unanimously and and without comment uh, on any of the others. So that's brought to you by Handyman Heroes. Again, your one-stop shop for home repair and remodeling. All right, let's get to the phones. 888-957-9570. Full phone lines already. Uh, let's get it going with Mo Money in San Francisco. What's up, Mo Money? You're up first here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey,
6: hey how you guys doing? I'm stoked because I had called you a few days back, and I had said that at least we're going to go back to uh, Boston, at least take one of two. Now the ball is in our court, and I got a good feeling with the, with the world problem from the man up there that we are going to take this party to Market Street, and someone said on the radio station that they were going to join me, and I want to call out all those haters, that said, that Steve Kerr cannot coach. I don't know what huh. they're seeing. I don't know what they're reading. But let me tell you something: Steve Kerr is one of the best coaches that has coached in the NBA. You guys, any? Uh, can you uh, give me some uh, answers to that, please?
5: No doubt. I mean, he was a he was a top fifteen all time in the the seventy fifth anniversary list, right? I mean, that's and I know there some kind of laughed about that, but no. Look, he's well thought of as a as a quality head coach and a quality playoff head coach. You don't win three championships and make it to five straight finals. I don't care how much talent you have if you're not a, a hell of a coach. And I think tonight, for all of the chatter about do you play the young guys, do you dig deeper into the rotation, I think doubling down on the guys that got you here and and the veterans for the most part, I think, was a, a winning combination. And going back to Kavon Looney, even though he didn't start Kavon Looney, we hadn't talked about that change yet, Right? didn't really, didn't really affect anything in a positive light. Uh, Otto Porter only played 14 minutes, but Steve Kerr able to, even with Looney not starting, play him 28 minutes and then acknowledge after the game in the post-game press conference that he probably should have played him more in game three and it was a mistake, but it was a correctable mistake on his part and he was able to... To go to Looney, who was one of the the other many heroes for the Warriors on this night.
2: Yeah, Looney was. I know you're a big plus-minus guy. He was a team-high plus 21 tonight. Uh, Steve Kerr, you know, sometimes coaches. This is I'm hardly the first one to say this, but coaches sometimes deserve as much, if not more, credit for what they don't do as as for what they do. Sticking with things the way he did uh, tonight, uh, brilliant. You know, they've been sticking with. Pool resisting the temptation, although I think you and I agree, he probably has never been too tempted to like play Kuminga or Moody as much as fans want him to. Um, the, the starting change didn't really do much, but it, it didn't really matter. And then really, though, I mean, just benching Draymond when they did, that, that's not an easy thing to do. It was the right thing to do. If you watch the game, you realize, huh, when Draymond was resting, getting his normal rest, they're playing well without him. But to actually do that in a finals game – Um, that takes not only courage, but it just takes a coach who has a ton of confidence in knowing his team, as Steve Kerr does uh, so well. I thought last game he made a lot of changes, and I think people thought they weren't playing well because of the changes. I think it was more the changes were made because they weren't playing well. He was looking for answers that didn't come, uh, but great job by Steve Kerr tonight. Let's get to Paul and Martinez next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Paul.
7: Oh, hey, J.D. Can you hear me, man?
5: Loud and clear, Paul. What's on your mind, brother?
7: Oh, uh, I just want to give a shout-out to you, J.D., because after the Game 1 loss, you know, everybody's talking, and you're like the only analyst that, that kind of brought up my hopes. I just want to give a shout-out to you, man, because your basketball analysis is, you know, on point. And, uh, Whitey, you know, this duo is awesome. Um, I just want to, you know, give a shout-out to Kurt. I did not expect Otto Porter to be in the starting lineup over Looney. But what a! this is a world-class chess match. And Curry, he's just playing his moves. And Curry, where are all the Curry trolls? It just felt like all the Curry trolls just disappeared tonight. And that's all I got to say, man. Uh, JD, Whitey, man, uh, have fun in Boston tonight. Be safe. Uh, go Dubs.
5: You know, one funny thing from being in the building tonight, and, Paul, thanks for the call, and I was joking with the the great Whitley Sandretto, who's here on, on the trip as well, uh, and we were talking right at the starting lineup introductions, and Clay Thompson, uh, was, Clay Thompson, you know what the comments that he made about the fans he got he got it, Draymond got it, but it was funny as everybody was getting booed, and Clay and and Draymond really getting booed. It gets to Steph Curry, and his name being announced. And they go real quiet and I kinda said to Whitley <laughs> I think they I think they're afraid of staff. Like yeah. I think it's like no, nope, we respect that guy. Yeah. Like boo Draymond and there were there were more, you know, vulgarities thrown at, at him tonight with some of the chants. Maybe not quite as frequent as the game on Wednesday. I had a couple of new ones tonight as well, but it was almost as if, hey, we're going to boo those guys and we're going to really let them have it, but, but 30? No, we respect him. We're, we're, it, it just totally let up when he got announced, and I thought, hmm, uh, they're, they're a little afraid of what maybe he could do in this game tonight.
2: J.D., to what extent in the fourth quarter when things started really unraveling for the Celtics and it became apparent that, oh, they're going to lose, to what extent did the fans... Uh, frustr. Well, anger turned from "boo, dream on this, and that, to "boo, our team's terrible tonight."
5: No, and you know
2: what? It's funny you mentioned that. I it it really didn't. It really didn't in in
5: the building here. I I do think it's it's a knowledgeable fan base, and I think they know the limitations of their team, and I think they could see it as they've seen it in some of these other games here. I I would put this game in a little bit of a different category, though. I I don't think the Celtics played all that well for most of the game in, in comparison to to some of those other games where they had opportunities. Like, I, I just thought, you know, yeah, the turnovers were there. They took some quick shots. Uh, I thought the Warriors, again, defense and force had played a, a role in it. But I, I didn't get the feeling tonight that this was a game that the Celtics blew. I, I think, you know, at times they, they could have been down bigger than they were. I think at times maybe they could have – delivered a, a pretty significant gut punch to the Warriors to, to maybe get them down uh, in, in double digits, which they never did. The Celtics never led by, by more than seven. I think if they had been able to get it up into double digits, it, this might have been a, a different outcome tonight. But they never quite were able to. And, and every time they almost pushed it up there, they turn it over. They take a bad mm-hmm. shot. Something wouldn't go their way. The Warriors would hit a three. I thought the Warriors really did a nice job of stabilizing tonight. But I, I, I view this game in a little bit of a different category. I just, I just think they didn't play well, and and the Warriors gritted it out. And Steph Curry was an all-time legend.
2: Forty-three points in the second half for the Celtics. I know the Warrior defense had a ton to do with that on a night when they really knew they were going to have to bring the defense. And this was, I think, their. Maybe their best defensive effort. I know game two they just dominated, but given again the stakes and the fact that you're behind in the fourth quarter and had to make a stand, one of the more impressive uh, defensive games for the Warriors in this postseason tonight.
5: Dre and Lemoore, eight at 9-5-7-0. Hey Dre.
8: Hey J D. Hey Whitey. Hey.
5: Wow, that was a heck
8: of a game. You know what? The Celtics that first half. They played the whole game. They played good. The better team won. Uh, I'm gonna give love to Curry, but first I just gotta do a shout out to Wiggins. Wiggins was two way wigs tonight. He was hitting the boards hard. He was playing defense. I, I, I thought I counted 19. I guess he had 17 rebounds. That was 16.
2: 16 officially.
8: 16? Wow. I mean, it, he was getting them when they counted. When the game was on the line, he was up there. He was putting them back, you know. Uh-huh. Yes. Just a rebound there. Yeah. Hey, now, 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 Curry, guys, that was the best performance I think I've ever seen him, and I've been watching him since he got there. And um, he doesn't get that Jamal Crawford love. I, I could have swore he was yelling at the referees. I could have swore he should have had at least four or five four-pointers. I mean, do you guys agree with that or not?
5: I don't know about four or five, but there was the one that that I think was was pretty blatant that he didn't get the call on in the, in the second down. half. Yeah, yeah that that one was the one that I know a lot of people were up in arms about. That was the one that I thought was was pretty blatantly uh, a missed call. I, I I thought at times you know you could you could average this one out and say maybe the Celtics got a little bit of a whistle advantage in, in this game, which I know a lot of people were anticipating that it would go the other way. I thought it was more evenly officiated, though, than I think a lot of the Warriors fans were thinking, especially as the Warriors got down at, at different points in this game. I, I would chalk it up at this point to, I think game two, the Warriors got the benefit of the whistle, game three, I think the Celtics clearly did. I think I think game one and game four really have been more even than maybe... Maybe either fan base would want to to give credit for, but that was a, a blatant miss on that on that three that should have been a four
2: yeah and 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 you're right uh, about uh, Andrew Wiggins uh, dre and Lamore at forty three minutes tonight and you know in some ways it some ways Wiggins puts up numbers and you feel like, you know, he didn't really, yeah, the numbers are okay, but he didn't really play that well. And tonight he played, if anything, better than, than the number 17 points, but of course 16 freaking rebounds. On so a night when the Warriors, it was incumbent upon them to do something to try to match Boston's athleticism. Three games in, we were all saying, wow, Boston is much more athletic. What's the where answer? Maybe it's going to have to be Wiggins. And he responded tonight with those 16 rebounds, including uh, the, the putbacks uh, in the second half, which were crucial a the victory tonight
5: yeah if you're just looking around the, the, the box score Curry legendary Wiggins really good I thought this was Jordan Poole's best game of the series Nemanja Bielica didn't do much in, in the box score but there were a couple of plays where again he held his own on Tatum and, and Tatum's just inability to finish the Warriors really challenged him and the turnovers again six more turnovers for Jason Tatum the Warriors did a Mm -hmm. much better job I think challenging him making life difficult for him and really making him a a volume shooter without having enough assists to be able to impact the game in other ways I think this was the the best job that the Warriors had done against Jason Tatum in any of the games in the series I know minus 36 in game two you might be saying what the hell you talking about J.D. But, I mean, that game was kind of over no matter what for different ways. But tonight I thought it was, you know, the Warriors did a much better job challenging at the rim, and, and when the Celtics were attacking the basket, two and three defenders collapsing, and it did lead to some open threes. But the Celtics, who, who knocked down a decent percentage from three, did go cold uh, as the game wore on, and the Warriors
2: able to, to walk out of here with the win. Yeah, and Boston in the fourth quarter made only four of thirteen threes. Biolitza had that nice steal on Tatum and you know, speaking of the officiating, Bielitza got fouled on that play and he didn't get the call uh and then he ended up turning the ball over and then right after that Steph had a really bad turnover. But that was one call that probably should have gone the Warriors way. He was fouled there. They kept the ball, but then they turned it over. So yeah, Beelitza the nine minutes tonight. Uh auto Porter, I did not see that coming in the starting lineup, and then Steve Kerr really didn't stick with it very long j d
5: no he and he went back to it in the second half i auto Porter was one of the scenarios we talked about i think Guru and I talked about all of them today uh on the on the twelve to three show. I know you were in for dibs with with Willard uh because he wanted to see goo wanted to see Kaminga. I said, you know what, I think – I think, I gave him Poole, Porter, and Peyton as all three that would be more likely than than Kaminga, I, I thought. Um, but, yeah, I, I just could see Steve Kerr wanting maybe more shooting out mm-hmm. there at the beginning to try and open up the floor a little bit. But uh, it, yeah, didn't really have much of a, a, a positive or really a, a negative impact, and, and he – even in not starting Kavon Looney – Still got Kevon Looney a lot of minutes, which I think was pretty impactful on the way this thing played out. So we'll keep it rolling here. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Uh full phone lines. Filmo Mike next. What's up, Philmo?
9: Filmo. Hey, what's up, y'all? Uh great win, of course. Uh hey, hey, hey JD, is it is it is it human and hot in hot uh in Boston? It cooled down a little bit this evening. It it
5: did. It was it was earlier in the day, but there was a little bit of a breeze coming in off the off the water tonight. So it was cooling down a little bit tonight.
1: Okay.
9: Well, y'all y'all sounding great today. Both of y'all got great chemistry. You feel me, Willard and Whitey. I kind of like that. I like that <laughs> a little bit more than Willard and Biz. I go lie. I'ma keep it real, Whitey. I'ma let them know. But anyway, uh, hey. Uh, Kerr, man, he could coach, man. Couple of times. Of course, with the Draymond thing, he took Draymond out, you know, he had to take him out. You know, at the time Draymond wasn't playing I guess he wasn't playing well. He ended the game with four steals, uh, I think nine points and eight rebounds. But, you know, it is what it is. He took he took clay out at a time when Clay didn't want to go out. And I think Kerb does this on purpose. Clay came back in. I hit I think he hit two out of three or three out of four his next shots when he got back in the game. Um Wiggins, hell of a game. Uh the key with Wiggins is you just you you pointed it out, he had the length and he showed his athleticism. But the key was, you know what the key was, y'all? When he went up for the ball, his hands were already in the air, so it was no deception to the referee oh he kind of pushed him his mm. hands was in the air and he went back up right over the right over the rim a couple one time i thought he got fouled but i wasn't tripping on that and curry you caught it jd they they showed a clip of jordan before the game and i said curry going i mean I, I hope curry have a S game and he delivered and, and the thing is it's like I say Jordan S or Kobe Bryant S because we really needed the shots. It wasn't yep. like he was scoring the shots. and you know, We really, at key moments, we really needed the shots. It's not LeBron. LeBron don't do that all the time. Sort of like Kobe. Definitely like Jordan. When you need the shot, he hit the shot. And, man, I was at the end of the game, I seen a clip of, of Dale Curry's, uh, uh, I don't know who she is, but... I was thinking, like, man, she, he could do better than that after Sonya, man. Come on, Daniel. That's why Curry probably been missing all these shots. Because, dude, they, they ugly white. Ah. <laughs> all
5: right, Mike. All right, Mike. We'll end it on that note. Good call, as always. Filmo, Mike checking in. Uh, 888-957-9570. <laughs> go, go ahead, Whitey. I'll let you, you sound like well, you want to jump in here.
2: I just want to say, as far as your comment, which was dead on, you know there are, there may be some people listening who's like, I know who Michael Jordan was. I didn't see him a lot. I know he was great. but you know, to say Jordanesque, that is about, you know, that's such a huge compliment. And I know most people know that, but for those some, some people who are like, who I don't really know Michael Jordan, I saw last dance, but it's right, it's dead on. and that's saying just it's a monumental. Compliment for Curry, and it's right on the money. You know, he's typically, he doesn't play that way, but to show that, all right, I'll do what we need done, and tonight that's what we needed from me, and he delivered that like Michael Jordan when the team, to Philmo's point, when they needed it the most. That's why I say he did tonight what some of the naysayers say. Well, you know, Jordan did that. Curry's a good shooter, but he can't really do that, and tonight he did it, and I got a feeling he's not done yet.
5: No, and you look at it, and if any one or two of those shots in some of those moments don't go in, I think we're talking about a different outcome I yeah. mean, it, it, because they were at, it, there were a number of different points in the game where one's going up, and I'm thinking, and they all looked online, and I'm thinking, wow these these are going in, but if they don't, it's exa- you know the crowd's more into the game the Celtics are are able to maybe get out and transition a little bit when they were struggling more than they had in some of these other games in their half-court offense, but every time he hit it, I I keep kind of going back to the crowd here in Boston, very, very boisterous crowd, edgy crowd, but also a knowledgeable crowd, and I think they kind of knew they were in the presence of of something special maybe happening that was going to wind up sending them home unhappy and Potentially sending them to a point where the next time they're playing in this building six nights from tonight, the Warriors are, are looking at, at maybe having a shot to win the NBA championship.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Filmo also made a good point about Draymond, which I know we we talked about earlier. You know, overall he was struggling, but he actually did some really important things in, in his limited minutes in the fourth quarter. Uh, and for the game, he ended up only had two points, but he had uh, Draymond had nine rebounds and eight assists, so he was contributing something. Even though, again, and I don't know what's wrong with Draymond, you know. And I watched him tonight because I said today, I don't know, maybe he's hurt, and he's mo- he doesn't look like he's hurt. He just for whatever reason hadn't been playing well, but at least he responded uh, to the benching. I would say he contributed in that fourth quarter again. The Warriors needed everything they got from everybody tonight. But as far as why Draymond hasn't been playing better, I have no idea at this point, JD.
5: The 209 on the Xfinity mobile text line, I've never seen Curry so emotional. He was pumping adrenaline tonight. That That's mm-hmm. a great point and something that we hadn't touched on yet here in the, in the first half hour plus. Multiple times tonight, Curry showing the emotion, yelling, just just making sure everybody knew that he knew how much that it meant to him. Uh, we see it a lot in the moments – where it's kind of party time and the Warriors are blowing teams right. out. We haven't quite seen it as much in the in the heat of a true battle like a game like tonight was.
2: This this wasn't dancing, this was pounding his chest yes. and roaring and flexing. Yeah, that's that's what tonight was.
5: No, no, no question about it. So good call there, good text from the two oh nine. Eight 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 888-957-9570. Idris and Hayward is up next here as we go on our commercial-free to begin Warriors wrap-up during the finals here at 95.7 The Game. What's up, Idris?
9: I was literally at work, working and watching the game, and it seemed like I only saw it when the Warriors were making poor mistakes. I couldn't see the box score, and then I got to watch the fourth quarter. And I saw my favorite player in the last 10 years, Steph Curry, do what all the haters, just mm-hmm. oh, I can't wait for Skip Bayless, I can't wait <laughs> what he has to say. But anyways, Steph Curry put it on his back. Wiggins, oh, yo, Jalen Brown, oh, my goodness. I didn't realize Boston was this good, to be honest. I actually got it to my head off to Boston in a loss because the Warriors better know this, this is just getting started. But we have to win the next game. Curry needed this. He made a statement, a loud statement. And as a basketball fan, I'm loving it. As a Warriors fan, I'm growing gray hairs. Love y'all. Keep doing what y'all do. Take care.
5: Yeah, appreciate it, Idris. 888-957-9570, uh, Idris' line open there. A couple of notes here, and the Warriors again, the Warriors and Celtics, back and forth they go in this series, Boston, Golden State, Boston, Golden State, uh, neither team has lost two games in a row at any point in the postseason, and so at some point, uh, you figure that's going to have to give. Obviously, we've pointed out a couple of times, the Celtics don't the Celtics can win the title uh, and and not win two in a row. So the Warriors now could, could still lose. They'd have to lose two games at home, which I don't, I don't see happening. But the Celtics were just in this position in their last series against Miami. I know, different animal. They won game five and game seven on the road in that series. So uh, looking back, I know the, the Warriors have got to be feeling good. I know Warrior fans are feeling good. Chase and the Warriors team is a different animal completely than that Heat team. And I would highly doubt that the Warriors are gonna lose game five a game five and a game seven at, at Chase, but the Celtics have been excellent in the playoffs on the road, eight and three better than they have been at home and I know the Warriors only the one home loss to the Celtics in, in game one of this series, but it's it this thing's definitely not over it's 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 just best two out of three in the Celtics when they've kind of looked like they don't have enough they have bounced back and shown everybody that they that they really do
2: i agree with you that boston they they didn't play great tonight but that said at halftime the Warriors had to feel pretty fortunate to be down five because in the first half, Boston, they made eight of 14 threes. They were shooting 46%, and the Warriors offensively in the first half, you know, the numbers weren't great. That second quarter, they scored 22, but Steph with 19 kept a minute, and Boston, as they will do, they had 10 turnovers In the first half, they will keep you in games and Boston in the first half. They missed five free throws. So again, the Warriors and and, a team of that caliber, you can't give them that many opportunities to beat you. And that's one of Boston's weaknesses. And I think that was one of the absolute keys tonight. Boston let the Warriors hang around. Then by the time the game turned, Boston did not have the wherewithal in the fourth quarter to get it back going in their direction because Steph was so dominant tonight.
5: Let's get to Luke Man in Fairfield. Hey, Luke Man.
8: Hey, how you doing, JD? Hey, Whitey. Thanks for hey. having me on tonight. What a great win! Um, just want to start off by saying Andrew Wiggins, big board man, big board man, came to play. Really, his effort even after uh, after terrible turnovers or uh, ugly shot came back 130 percent. On the other side, if it was fouling Harford from getting an easy bucket yeah. or just getting the putback, Wiggins was big. Curry, man, that dude is just magical. I don't know if everybody remembers this, but Human Torch came out today. And that that's coming back from when David Lee was the pick-and-roll man. Um, just a great win, and they ain't ready for us back in chase. Thanks, fellas.
5: Yeah, and we'll see how the Warrior fans accept the challenge because, I mean, that's the one thing I will say. The Warriors were, were more into this game tonight, so I do think, and there were a few more Warrior fans in, in the building tonight as well. I think that should be pointed out, uh, and they were having a good time with it. There was also, Whitey, a group of Warriors employees for both games, full-time employees for the Warriors. Uh, good note, about 150 of them tonight uh, there were also 150 of them in game three that the Warriors flew out. Full-time employees, uh, Joe Lacob and, and Peter Guber, they, they chartered a flight for full-time employees that, and, that, that wanted to go, and they had 150 of them in here on Wednesday night and 150 tonight. And I actually, as I was wa- coming in, I came from WEEI here in Boston, so I got to the arena a little bit later, and there was a, a bus full that were getting off and and getting ready to head right to the front entrance here of, of TD Garden and head in and and it was I mean they were fired up they were screaming they were chilling uh, cheering and and they were having a good good old party time uh, when the game ended sticking around here before uh, everybody had to had to head for the exit so a few more Warrior fans good but an electric atmosphere here for these two games and I'll, I'll just say it. Warrior fans got to bring it on, on Monday night in, in Game 5. Like there, there is a level that was reached here in Boston that for as great as Chase is and Warriors fans are, there's, there's a challenge that I think can be met by, by the Warrior fan base based on, on the way things were these two nights here in Beantown.
2: I know Mark Willard was taking his boys to the watch party tonight. That place must have been jumping in the fourth quarter but I'm gra- glad pardon me that Luke Mann made the point about Wiggins and when he made a he had a bad turnover and then he tracked down Horford from behind and contested and sent. Horford to the line that was a real big hustle play and in the fourth quarter with the game on the line Wiggins was big he had six rebounds in the fourth quarter and I mentioned those we all know we saw the games like yeah Wiggins was really good but those are some of the things that you know in the past we've wondered about Wiggins to be frank. Right. He's like, well, does he have the wherewithal to really give you that kind of effort? Does he care enough? He's clearly shown this year that he cares enough. And in this series, he's elevated that to the point where I mean they don't win without what Wiggins gave them tonight. As words been looking around, okay, we got Steph. What else? Who else? Wiggins probably is gonna have to step up tonight, and he did big time.
5: Yeah, he did big time along with Poole, along with Kavon Looney. And then, of course, Steph leading the way. CJ in Oakland next here. Hey, CJ.
1: Very good evening to you, gentlemen. I don't know if you remember the call I gave you after the very first game when everybody was down on the Warriors because they lost. And I warned you that this is the rumble in the jungle, the Ali Foreman fight in a basketball version. And the Warriors are Ali because you guys probably didn't rent the Kings are Kings, or just go to PBS because they have it and view what happened when nobody believed in Ali but Ali. And the younger stud, which is the Boston Celtics, got beat down very badly by a very old man who had enough sense to know what to do when the time was right. Two Warrior fans, especially those of us in the East they never gave up on this series. And recognize true Warriors fight to the end. Don't put your head down because your team lost a game. Show your pride, show your heart, and recognize hey, hats off to definitely Kavan and Wiggins because Steph has always done what he's always done. Anyone confused in the Bay as to what he's done to this team, you ain't a Warriors fan at all. But recognize. Keep having good, good feelings, and recognize it ain't over till it's over. Great night to you. Yeah, no,
5: thank thanks thanks CJ. for the call. Good call, CJ. Yeah, this this thing's definitely not over by by any stretch. Again, we just talked about the fact that, I mean, neither one of these teams has lost two straight in the playoffs, and the Celtics haven't lost two straight. I think in about three months. So, uh, you know, the this thing is definitely not over. Uh, at, at this point 2-2 with Game 5 back at Chase on Monday night.
2: Yeah, I do remember CJ's call. I also remember Steph Curry after Game 1 saying the narratives in these series can just swing wildly game to game, and that's where we are tonight. Um, looking at what the Warriors got tonight from everybody JD uh and i'm um, how, how great is it for the Warriors to have GP2 available i mean even th- he had 5 points tonight you know you probably don't even remember he had 4 rebounds it's just uh, he's such an important piece for Steve Kerr to have especially against this Boston team he's so
5: valuable yeah, he is and especially with with Iguodala um uh, mm-hmm. available but but not playing uh in in this one and so I think Peyton's just a better matchup, and we've seen the Warriors these last two games. Whether Iguodala just doesn't have much to give or Peyton's just a better option, I think the latter is is true. Peyton with his youth and and athleticism by comparison, he just fits a lot better than having Iguodala out there against this this Boston team. So having him has been paramount because if you don't have him and you aren't getting much from Iguodala – then you're being forced into playing maybe somebody that that you really don't want to play or you think that the stage is a little bit too big for, whether it's the younger players, Kaminga and Moody, or, or whether it's Damian Lee. You're probably going to have to play somebody that you don't really want to play if you don't have Gary Payton.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing, you know, I know at some point tonight we'll get to some of the, the sound. Looking forward to hearing Steve Kerr's comments. I would guess that, uh, and I know he's already spoken, but I would guess he would just be thrilled with the way the Warriors defended tonight because, you know, I think he knows everything the Warriors do has been based on that. The defense really showed up tonight. Also very curious to hear how uh, Draymond's reaction to the fact that he was uh, watching a good portion of the proceedings in the second half from the bench area.
5: Yeah, it looked like he was pretty frustrated about it in the moment, although Steve Kerr did get him back in the game Mm -hmm. and then kind of went offense-defense. But, yeah, it it worked, and and he did do the same. I think Philmo Mike mentioned to Clay Thompson at one point where Clay just didn't have it, took him out, got him back in, and uh, as the game wore on, Clay Thompson did did play better uh, at least and did hit some big shots for the Warriors as they ended up dominating, I think, in a lot of ways – uh the the second half. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero one wheel Phil in Oakland on ninety five seven the game. What's up one wheel Phil?
9: Thank you. What's up? Thank you for thank you guys for having me. Um and I'm just coming home. I'm on eight eighty right now from uh from the watch party there. And I must say, and I've been to multiple games in season, um, watch parties and uh outside to our Cities, the crowd at the freaking watch party is just
10: freaking crazy.
9: I mean, and so like you just said a few minutes ago, for that game five, all the rich fans that have those tickets, please, I need you loud. <laughs> Not just when we're doing good and when we're <laughs> up by 18, we need you guys loud. And one more thing I want to say is Steph Curry, uh, when he when he's beating his chest like that and just, ah, just you can spill the beef in him, we love that. And I think that's exactly what we needed tonight. Go Dubs. Dubs and seven still, but we got
5: this. Let's go. All right, so Phil, Phil says Dubs in seven, Whitey. Did I hear that right? Dubs
2: and seven? I think he did. Yeah, I think he did.
5: All right, so it, 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 we talked about it a little bit today. Th- this series, to me, has the feel of, and I, I thought the Warriors were going to figure out a way to pull out tonight, uh, and it, it feels to me like Warriors tonight, Warriors, I think, Monday night, Boston comes back here and ties it, and then the Warriors end up pulling out a Game 7. And wow, what what an epic, epic <laughs> ending to this series uh, that would be. I know originally I had Warriors in 6 as my prediction, so I'll, I'll stick with it. I don't like to right. totally change predictions. Right. I'll, it, it'll count as a wrong if it goes 7, but I kind of feel like I'm going to be wrong on that, and it's going to wind up being a, uh, a Game 7 on, on Father's Day Sunday over a chase.
2: Yeah, happy Father's Day. You know, um, in some ways, Steph Curry, tonight, it was almost a response to some of the, well, he's only got one ring. I know in Boston some people have been saying that. Aww. He's only really got the one ring, and this that's was – uh, Yeah, I know. I know it is. And, you know, that's that's part of, you know, Boston fans or you know, it's just part of the uh, trash talk that they're engaging in. But Steph had a, definitely had a response for that tonight because this was um, – this was a uber elite. This this was as good as anything Kevin Durant's done in the finals.
5: Absolutely. Joe in San Jose, you're next here on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. and Whitey. What's up, Joe?
1: Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I don't know why this win feels like a loss, because it's scary that he has to take Curry 43 points for the Warriors to win. Uh, Jay, uh, Jason Tatum can have a bad game, and the Boston can still win. But the question is, how long can Steph Curry stay hot? That's the question I have. I don't know why this feel like a loss. Thanks for taking my call. Wow.
5: Well, it definitely doesn't feel like a loss to me. <laughs> I, I think that the question that followed is is a fair one, and and look, but but all of the answer to that though is because the Celtics are good, like this, and I I do sense and. I mean, tonight's not the night to come down Warrior fans' road. I mean, it's a, it's a party night. It's a happy night. Everybody should be feeling good about the fact that, that they can breathe easy and, and that the Warriors are not facing elimination on Monday at home. They're not going to have to play an elimination game uh, in this building as long as they can win on Monday night at home. Uh, in in TD Garden here in, in Boston, they won't have to face that. So it it's a big-time win. But I think where Warrior fans are, are struggling a little bit is they're just not used to the Warriors getting pushed to the level that this Celtics team has pushed them in all of the years that they've been good. Like, this team is, look, a great team, the Warriors are. But this is not, it's, it's just not 15, 16, 17, 18 anymore. It's just not. Like, it's, they, they are going to struggle. They are going to lose. Other teams are going to play well against them. The Warriors are going to bounce back and, and answer the bell, it's just, I think, it's okay that it's not the dominance of, of past years. It, it's part of the deal. It's just, they're just not quite as good. They still may be champions, but they're not quite as good as some of these other teams that they've had over the years. And the gap, the disparity between the two teams is definitely less than it's been in, in a lot of these series.
2: I don't think Warrior fans are as accustomed as they've had to be so far in this series to seeing the Warriors in the finals adjust as much as they've had to to the opponent. Tonight the Warriors, and they won the game by 10, they had 20 assists. We've talked about this. The assist numbers have been down because they've had to change their half-court approach to deal with Boston and the pressure they put on the ball. So rather than initiating things with passes, it's been Steph and the pick. That's How many of their... Um, possessions now start with Steph in the pick and roll that's an adjustment that's the Warriors going we have to change up what we do and sometimes that can be a sign of weakness but in this case the Warriors are making the most of it as far as you know how long can Steph keep doing that how long can he keep getting attacked in the pick and roll on defense and then run the pick and roll on offense well he's only got to do it a couple more times right JD and he's got some time to rest now
11: between games
5: that's right no doubt, Bill and Campbell on ninety-five-seven. The game, hey Bill.
11: Hey JD Whitey, uh, I really like your show. Uh, I listen to it all the time. I got a few things. Um, one is I'm so tired of hearing uh, even the Warriors' management say it that Draymond Green is the heart and soul of the team. I mean, he never has been the heart and soul of the team. Curry, without a doubt, is the heart and soul of the team, and I I think they. I'm a psychotherapist. I I think they enable Draymond Green's behavior a lot, and personally, I don't like it. Um, I think they're a better team when they're playing straight-up basketball than trying to appease him. I was glad to see his butt on the bench. Um, I agree with you a lot that Peyton is definitely a better choice than Iguodala. Where I disagree with you is I thought this was for sure going to be seven games because I watched Boston during the year. Um, And secondly, I want to see Kaminga in there. I mean, he's got athletic talent. He can run with these guys. I'd even give Moses Moody five minutes and see what he could do and wear them down a bit because the Warriors are, to me, being worn down constantly by the Celtics. Played a great game tonight. We're able to pull it out, but let's get those two young guys. I mean, Kaminga had 18 in in w- one of those games in the Western Conference. Give him five minutes, maybe he'll get, you know, seven or eight points. <laughs> Keep him in for a while. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? Thank yeah, you, Bill. no,
5: thanks for thanks for thanks for the call, Bill. I I think the the question becomes if you're going to play Kaminga, who's not going to play? And the rotation's already tight enough as it is. And I mean. It there is a trickle down. If you're going to play him, then maybe Wiggins isn't playing 43 minutes, or maybe uh, Kevon Looney isn't playing 28 minutes, or or maybe Jordan Poole's playing a little bit. Le- I mean, I just if, if you're going to play those guys, it's going to come at the expense of of somebody else. And I, I just think Steve Kerr has his trusted group right now, and mm-hmm. it's the nine that are playing. And I think Igadala, because he's not healthy enough to to really contribute. At the level that, that he has in in previous times in his career, he's he's out of that group now, and and fortunately the Warriors did add Gary Payton back into that group. So this this is the team, you know. I said that a lot the last couple of days on on all the shows during some of the hits. You know, what are they going to do? They got to make an adjustment. And they made it. They made a slight starting lineup adjustment, but as far as who was playing and who wasn't, it wasn't going to change. It's Steph. It's Clay. It's Draymond. Give Steve Kerr credit for for I, I'm gonna call it a benching. I, I, I'm gonna call it that. I know he did get back in the game. I'm calling it a benching. Oh, it was when he didn't go back in. Yeah, and he like he he was benched for the the time in the fourth quarter due to ineffectiveness. It mm-hmm. was hey we're taking you out and we're gonna roll with some and we're, and we're not you're not done for the night necessarily. And, and Steve Kerr did put him in. And he did the same thing to Clay you know, earlier in the game. I mean, we've had a couple of callers point that out. It was, hey, it, it's so bad right now. I got to give you a breather, and then I'm going to get you back in there at some point. And, and it worked. But it's still Draymond and Wiggins and Looney. And Poole had to play better, and he did. Kavon Looney maybe needed to play more, and he did. Uh, you know, Gary Payton II, we've talked about a lot here as as this thing has gone on. So it was always going to be this group of nine, I think, that was going to – determine the fate of the Warriors in this game tonight for sure and I think moving forward in, in this series.
2: You said today, J.D., when you were on with Guru and I was on with Mark Willard and we were crossing over and you said, trust the trustables and I almost wrote it down. It's like, yes! I mean, and that's what Steve Kerr's doing. Um, you know, you we can talk about this whole Kuminga and Moody in terms of what you think or I think. I always try to frame it in terms of what we're pretty sure Steve Kerr thinks because that's all that matters. Steve Kerr's kind of old school, uh, right? He learned a lot from Pop and from Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, like, didn't play rookies. He's like, you're. It's the it's the postseason here. I, I think Mike Penberthy one year again when they played Philly. The Lakers played Philly. It's like, oh yeah, we're deactivating you. I don't play rookies in the playoffs. I, I I just don't play rookies in the playoffs. That is changing a little bit. We've seen more rookies have more of an impact on teams this postseason. But Steve Kerr does not feel compelled. Uh, to do that, because to 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 Bill's point, and thank you, Bill. And Bill, obviously, a very learned man, and and you know he he has some very well formed opinions on this. But he says, as a lot of people do, well, you put Kuminga in there, and what if what if you you know five minutes he scores a few points, okay, but what if the other side of it happens? What if Kuminga's out there for five minutes and oh, bad pass, oh, he blew an assignment. You know, that's probably it's more likely nothing against Kuminga, and a game of this magnitude that can cost you the game. So it's just not as long as you know it's two two right now. Unless and until things get desperate, I just don't think Steve Kerr is going to put rookies in that situation.
5: All right, one hour in the books. He's Whitey Gleason. I'm John Dickinson. 0 Warriors win game four in Boston. One oh seven ninety seven. Big fourth quarter. 19 Dubs in the fourth. dubs in the second half and a legendary finals performance from Stephen Curry, 43 points, 10 boards, knocks down 7-3. Series is tied at two with game number five to be played at Chase on Monday night. We'll come back. Uh, More of your phone calls. We'll get to the Xfinity mobile text line. We'll also hear from Steve Kerr and Clay Thompson and everybody following this win, and you'll hear it all right here on 95.7 The Game.
3: So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
4: Curry drifting, all eyes on number 30, bounce past the Thompson, fires away, bang! Thompson, top of the key with a three. The Warriors lead by one.
0: It just takes one. Now back to Warriors' wrap up on 95 7, the game.
5: 95 94, Warriors at that point. And the Warriors would go on 11 3 run immediately with Draymond Green out of the game as Steve Kerr took him out. Dubs were trailing. 91-86, he did wind up back in the game, some offense, defense, and, and ended up finishing up the game. But the Warriors, from that point forward, when Steve Kerr took Draymond out, they outscored the Celtics 21-6 uh, to close it out, uh, 28-19 in the fourth quarter overall, and they win it 107-97, so this series is tied at two games apiece, uh, 8-8, 9-5-7, 7 0 uh, just uh, basking in the aftermath of an iconic Steph Curry NBA Finals performance. Uh, this is one that is going to be showed, I think, for years to come as far as all-time great Finals performances. Uh, you know, on this date, what, you know, whatever, uh, I think 30 years from now, people are going to be going back and reviewing
2: this performance on this night in, in Finals lore. The Warriors tonight had to answer that question, how badly do you want to keep this going? Is this going to be the end of your run, whatever, however you want to uh, classify it, dynasty, whatever? Or do you want to pay the price to keep it going? And the Warriors tonight paid that price. They defended extremely well on the road in the fourth quarter. The Celtics missed seven of their last eight shots. Here's a number for you, J.D., from StatMuse to put Steph's night in perspective a little bit. 43 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 7 three-pointers. Uh, the only point guards to record 40-point, 10-rebound finals games now are Steph Curry and a couple guys named Jerry West and magic johnson and i don't know i know we want to get back to the phones I don't know that we're giving Steph enough credit for doing what he's doing when the Warriors have changed their offense for this series. Boston's defense has dictated that. So rather it's the pick-and-roll offense, so there aren't as many assists. That's why the Warriors don't have as many assists. It's Steph in the pick-and-roll, and and he has to work. That's great. It's like he has the ball more. Yeah, Uh, usage rate up. He's having to work so much harder than he typically does, and for him to respond to that, especially tonight when we know he hurt his foot, it's absolutely remarkable.
5: It is, and I think it's what Steph wants, and I think it's what a lot of Warriors fans want, is in the big moments, live or die with your best player, the future Hall of Famer Steph Curry, and the Warriors are are doing it in this series, and, and he's helping to carry them carry them to the point where they've got a shot to, to win this thing if they can take two of the next three games. So 888-957-9570. Let's get back to the phones here. Ricky is next Ricky. in Boston. What's going on, Ricky.
10: What's up, guys? Great W today, great W. Listen, I just want to talk about Clay Thompson's defense on fourth quarter. But first, real quick, I'm happy to see that the Warriors tonight came out being the bullies then being bullied. You know what I mean? I'm happy uh-huh. to see Looney bringing smoke. You know, they needed that that fiscal presence in the middle. You know, the last time I saw the Warriors bully anybody was the Dallas series. But tonight, I'm happy they did that. Clay's defense in the fourth quarter on Jalen Brown was phenomenal, in my opinion. I mean, I don't think nobody's talking about that. I I, I don't know, but I, Clay looks like he kind of figured out Jalen Brown. I mean, he's making them a work for those tough shots, and if it goes in, it goes in. I know Jalen Brown had like this one tough shot on, on Clay, I think it was, and it went in. I'm like, ah, you know, hey, props to you, man. But yeah, man, um, one more other thing, man. Steve Kerr, you know, he made a substitution. I think it was like one minute and fifty seconds left in the first quarter. I think he had Payton, Poole, and Curry out there with you know, against, you know, uh Brown and uh Tatum. And they had to leave, the Warriors had to lead and then end of the quarter, they lost. And I was like, Oh my God, he got away with one, man, because if you keeps <laughs> doing that substitution and leaves those guys out there with, you know, the Boston you know, Unicorn out there, you're gonna lose a couple you're gonna lose those quarters, man. All right, man. God bless, let's go Warriors, man. Thank you.
5: Yeah, appreciate the call. Uh, good stuff there, and yeah, Klay Thompson did a nice job. I, th- I think it's just the ebbs and flows of the of the series, though. There's going to be nights where where Jalen Brown gets the better, and there's going to be nights where where maybe the Warriors' defender gets the better. They made Brown, and I think Tatum and Smart, while well, they all scored twenty three, twenty one, eighteen, and even Derek White had sixteen. They all scored, but none of them shot it well. None of them were 50%, and I think that's the big key for the Warriors in this one. And they all turned the ball over a lot as well. Tatum had the six turnovers. Derek White had three turnovers. Brown and Smart had a couple of turnovers apiece. So the Warriors did a much better job of, of making all three of them work, making their shots tougher. They did still hit some tough shots, but it just wasn't as clean as it had been for good chunks of Game 1, including the fourth quarter, and and
2: for all of, really, Game 3. We'll have to watch the game again, of course, which is part of the fun of these finals. But I thought in the fourth quarter, as a great point by Ricky talking about Clay's defense. I thought in the fourth quarter, the Warriors did a good job in the half court of uh, keeping Boston from breaking them down off the dribble, which has been a problem. And I know Boston still got out in transition a little bit, but that's different. In the half court, the Warriors were, were preventing that dribble penetration. So what'd you end up with? A lot of um, you know, Tatum standing, well, I might as well shoot a three. Or you know, smart, it was like the end of the, the, the Heat. Series, J.D., where they had that lead. They almost gave it back because Smart was like, you guys ain't going to shoot it. Yeah. Give it to me. I'll shoot a three. Clank, clank. So that was one of the keys to the win tonight. Big time. Uh, Ali in Oakland on
5: 95.7 The Game. Hey, Ali. Hey. I, What's uh, up, Ali?
13: I just got to cover up a couple of things, man, uh, especially with Bill. Uh, look, if you want to see a fancy dunk, then that's why we would have had Kaminga in there today. Huh? Hello? Yeah. Okay, uh, now I'm going to take it out to halftime, right? After halftime today, uh, especially when it came down to the last two minutes of, uh, uh, of the third quarter, Draymond was on the bench at that point, and it goes back to game one. But we were in the lead at that point in the fourth quarter where we went offensive, and this is called a learned lesson. And that's, uh, uh, this played a big role into why Draymond was on the bench, if you look back into game one. We're ruining the league. Okay? Now, I hope we don't get a lot of anti Draymond fans out here. Okay? Uh, and also, this uh, uh, also correlates to as fans uh, of Oracle and the Chase Center. This played a big part of it, you know what I mean? If people want to say Draymond was spooked or whatever they might say, well, how that played, uh, uh, look, as a, as, a, as a basketball player, I know it played with him. It, it, it messed with him, uh, uh, and Draymond is going to be who he is. And I just hope we as fans here really understand the importance of Draymond, whether he scored two points, no points. His importance, whether he's on the bench, just knowing that he's there is enough to motivate me as a, uh, as a player whether I'm Draymond or whether I'm Clay, Steph or Poole,
2: thank you, Ali. Yeah, uh, did, good JD. Good there's just, yeah, go on, yeah, buddy. Th- there's no way around it. And Draymond ended up he had a productive fourth quarter. Um, and this has nothing to do with you know. It was he wasn't benched because he's yelling too much or because of his podcast. He was benched because he's been ineffective. And that's the thing. Ali said, you know, we know what Draymond is and how important he is to the team. But let's face it, I mean, three games in, it's been – you know, even that game two, he was better, but he wasn't great, and he got into it with Jalen Brown, but games one and three, he was really bad, so, and tonight he was kind of like, where is he? So that's why Steve Kerr made the decision, and it has nothing to do with any disrespect for Draymond. It's just, it's one of the puzzles of this series, and the Warriors have to be grateful uh, that they're, they're even here when Draymond, J.D., has not been like Draymond. Usually you can count on some things from him in the biggest games, and again, fourth quarter it tonight. He produced. He didn't score much tonight. He did have some assists and rebounds. But uh first half is like, where's Draymond? What is going on? Because he's had a really bad series. I, I
5: think he's been physically overmatched at times, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a really difficult series for him to be able to score with some of those physical disadvantages. And and he looks more human. On the other side of the ball as well, yeah, uh, and and so I think it's I think it's that more than the crowd or the ancillary right. stuff. Although he did admit he got caught up in that, I, I think it's more just physically he he is is grinding against uh, tough matchups for him, and and that's from from Tatum to Brown to Robert Williams to to even a guy like Al Horford who can step out and and hit the three ball uh, like he did in Game One. It's just a much more difficult matchup for, for Draymond in this series, and that's why he struggled. Carlos and Alameda next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Carlos.
14: Hey, how's it going, y'all? Uh, love the show. Hey, I just wanted a, a quick call in. I mean, I, I, y'all have already sort of said this a bunch of times, but that dude, Steph, uh, that dude just straight put the team on his back, and uh, that was an all-time game for him. Like, like I think you said it earlier, J.D., that they're going to be talking about this one for a long, for a long long time. Um yeah, anyways, that's it. Just uh, go dub. Ridiculous game. Win it in seven. See
5: ya. Legendary performance. Without a uh-huh. doubt. A legendary performance. That's the second Warriors fan now. It's it's not Warriors in six. I know the group of Warriors <laughs> uh, employees that, that were flown out here, 150 of them, they were chanting, I think, Dubs in six. But we've now had two callers on this show say Dubs in seven. So I I maybe I need to to stand down on my... Uh, You know, some of my coming out Warriors fans a little bit earlier as far as, uh, you know, maybe not respecting the Celtics. That's our second dubs in seven
2: of this show. You know, I think a lot of that obviously is because Boston has earned our respect. But I think on some level, part of it, J.D., I was thinking of this watching the game tonight. I don't want this series to end. I mean, a Warrior victory would be tremendous, but this is so much fun, right? I mean, this is such a fun series, and it feels right now like, all right, here we go. We're really getting into the meat of it now that it's 2-2. So I think on some level, fans, even Warrior fans who desperately want to win, they want to see seven games of this series because it just feels like um, it's going to be an all-time great series. Sophomore in Pacific. uh, Hey, sophomore.
1: Sophomore. (laughs)
15: <laughs> hey, you guys, uh, I, uh, I want whatever you're having, if you want this to go seven games, just to have fun, <laughs> please give me six. <laughs> um, two, two things. First of all, I am one of those lucky people who get to go to game five. I sell a bunch of tickets so I can go to some games, and I will definitely be thinking of everybody who calls into this show when I'm there uh, with my daughter uh, in a couple nights. Nice. And, yes, yes. And, the um, you know, lots of great calls, lots of great commentary by you guys. Journalism's the first draft of history, right? And some of your comments about basketball history here really ring true and uh, will resonate in the days and weeks ahead. Um, The final comment, like, Draven's been up and down, but he bears his chest. He criticizes himself. We don't need to do much of it for him. And, uh, you know, if if all you got to do with your time is call into a show, you don't know much about basketball, uh, and all you got to say is that Draymond should do this or that, you know, that's more about you than him. He's in the middle of it. He's a millennial. I know he looks 50 years old, you know, but he's not. He's a younger guy. These guys are online. These guys are on Instagram. These guys have podcasts you know let's let's leave him to it let's support the team go
1: warriors
5: yep thanks for the call sophomore i i think well said and yeah look when you win nobody's nobody's talking about you know when you win it it's it's just different i mean we we talked about this on wednesday when you lose you know if the warriors had lost tonight you know, what what would what would the conversation be i mean we'd be talking about probably Draymond Green and even Clay Thompson uh, i i think in in ways that that we haven't quite been used to but Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and Poole and and even Clay in the down the stretch there prevented it from happening
2: if they'd lost tonight uh, we would have gotten at least 60 percent of the calls would have been they better play Kaminga well I don't know why you don't play Kaminga I bet you but of course we don't have to worry about that uh sophomore mentioned You know, putting tonight and what happened in historical perspective, here's another one, which I think they had on at the very end after the game ended on the uh, broadcast, J.D. Most finals wins last 50 years by a trio. We've got a tie now for most finals wins last 50 years by a trio. 19, we had uh, Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, and Tim Duncan, and now they're tied with 19, the trio of – Clay Thompson, Steph Curry and Draymond Green. How about that? Wow. Wow. That's pretty incredible and then with the
5: Warriors a couple of games left yeah. in this series, hopefully they'll be able to bump that number up to to 21 and mm-hmm. get to that uh, fourth championship for the for the three of them together. 889579570 Mike in San Jose next year on Warriors wrap up. Hey Mike.
8: Hey, how's it going? Um, I don't know if it was Magic or Bird or Phil Jackson who said, in a seven-game series, tells you the most is game four. Because when it's two to one, it's either over at 3-1 or we have a series, and we have a series. So that's, that's one point I wanted to make. Another point I want to make is, is I'm really worried. I'm really worried because Boston has four really good shooters who are pretty reliable, and we only have one. And if you look at the Miami series, Steph Curry is the Jimmy Butler. And Butler went off in game six, and then they shut him down in game seven. And I'm worried that they're going to come out and they're going to shut Steph down in game five and dare everybody else to beat him. And I'm worried that we're not going to be able to
10: do it.
5: Well, if if that happens, and they haven't been able to slow down Steph to to this point in this series, they have been able to in a couple of fourth quarters, but not for the the better part of, of games. Then the onus is going to be on Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole and others to to hit some shots at home uh, where they should be more comfortable and, and able to potentially come through. I think it's a, an interesting comparison, the to Steph, to, to Jimmy Butler with the way that, that these two series have gone, talking about the Celtics' last series in the East Finals against Miami and, and this NBA Finals series. Uh, I'll get your take on that, and it was Larry Bird. Uh, I know it, it was Larry Bird who had the the, quote, about game nice. fours, uh, always telling you the most uh, about the series. So some good knowledge there from, from Mike in San Jose. Yeah, you, you find out in that pivot point uh, what you got in a series. Really the, the, the most telling game of a series as things tend to either wind down or uh, some, of the, some of the tendencies of, of maybe how the, the back end of the
2: series are going to go start to, to ring true a little bit. I hope this will cheer up Mike a little bit. I know he's concerned, understand his point, but here's a difference. And I know, Mike, you know what you're talking about. You know, the differences between Jimmy Butler and Steph Curry, but Boston can't stop Steph Curry the way they stopped Jimmy Butler. I mean, if Jimmy Butler ran the high pick-and-rolls like the Warriors are doing, if I'm Boston's, like, I don't have to guard him out there. He can't hurt me out there. So you can run a pick-and-roll as high out as you want. The Warriors are doing that. You have to get on Steph because he has such incredible range. And so Boston still is struggling with that. How many times tonight you see Steph come off a screen and it's like, when, when is Robert Williams going to learn? He's got to get up there. Well, you know, it's really hard for those bigs. They're not used to be at, being out in that deep water. So it's really difficult for Boston to do to Steph what they did to Jimmy Butler. I think it's impossible as long as Steph can hold up physically. Cause it's very demanding what he's doing. I don't think Boston can stop it. It is a matter of, you know, as they have success with their traps, then it's a, then you got Steph out of a double team. Other players are going to have to take advantage of that. Cause whereas, you know, if you pass out of that, you have a man advantage, so it can't be just him. But I really don't think that the Celtics can stop, stop Steph the same way they stopped Jimmy Butler no
5: and i think you you laid out exactly why and it was it was brilliantly brilliantly explained and i think you're you're spot on there i wonder if we do start to see the celtics attempt to maybe take the ball out of curry's hands i i think that's one thing potentially they could have in their back pocket but the risk of that is that you do allow others to get into a rhythm and i think it also has the potential to allow Draymond Green to maybe get in a little bit more of a playmaking rhythm as well, which could be problematic. I can see with the Celtics and all the defenders they have why they've been reluctant to do that because so many teams, and and, and even playing some some drop coverage, which at at times just trying to, I think, mix it up a little bit and and really try and take away others. But I, I wonder how long they're saving that for you know is it is it yeah. something that they would break out in a game 5 or is that something where <laughs> they would almost get to a game 7 you know or an elimination game where they haven't done it yet and then break it out in in key moments to almost as a surprise because one thing we know about the warriors when when they've done when teams have gone to that it has bothered the warriors at times But the Warriors have, as series gone on, have always been able to figure that out and take advantage of it and get used to it and make teams really pay for doing that.
2: Yeah, I I have a feeling whatever Boston has, uh, you know, in reserve here to stop Steph, we may see it, you know, in the next game. But it's a great point you raise. And also, if you're talking about what Dallas did during the regular season – You know, they didn't even do that much during the postseason because the point you made now, as I don't think was the case when Dallas did that to Steph in the regular season, you've got Draymond there. So the the Warriors have an easy counter to that. Um, So, you know, that's not even really a a, a good option for the Celtics. I think they're just going to have to hope that Steph can't continue to make all those shots. They'll trap him hard, and they'll try try that way to get the ball uh, out of his hands. But so far, they just have not been able to do that. Let's get Charlie in New York,
5: uh, joining us here on ninety-five-seven. The game eight-eight-eight-nine-five-seven-nine-five-seventy. Hey, Charlie.
16: Hey, evening, guys. Um, it's like what, what time is it? One thirty in the morning. I just went out for a walk. This game was so stressful for me. <laughs> um, uh, a couple of observations: uh, the play, well, many plays of the game, but Clay Thompson's defense on Brown when they were up by five with about a minute to go and forced him out of bounds. I thought it was yeah. a great defense. Play on clay. Um, another observation: um, it was the first time in the whole series, at least to me, that the Celtics looked tired in the fourth quarter. They they just yes. they looked gassed. Um, before the series started, uh, and I forget her name, but she, it was one of these NBA shows, and she said that she thought that the Celtics would look fresher earlier in the series because of the momentum of of uh, getting through the beating Miami. But if this series goes long, then just, as she said, to watch out because she thinks that it will start to take its toll on the on the Celtics uh, in the latter part of the series. Um, uh, so that's just something, that because it was the first time where they just looked a step slow. And obviously, this, the Warriors really pushed them tonight. One um, other, uh, try, I know, listen off the phone. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I don't buy into the whole ref thing. Uh, the official thing. I don't ever listen to any of that stuff. It just seemed tonight that, there were, that they missed more than a couple of calls on the Warriors. And again, I don't buy into it. I don't. But it just it just seemed like it, it was not a balanced game uh, uh, official call. And maybe that's just me. Um, anyway, guys, that's all I got. I'll, I'll uh, go back out for a walk and keep listening.
5: <laughs> Thanks, Charlie. Appreciate it. Uh, Quick thought there, Whitey.
2: We'll I pause. thought it was a great point. I, I made um, a similar point. That fourth quarter, it was remarkable that Steph Curry with a bad foot, and he was just—he got stronger and stronger And Boston for the first time in the series, to Charlie's point. I mean, they looked like they were wearing down. It was like, well, wait a minute. I thought they were the young team. And I think a lot of that had to do with the way the Warriors defended them and the way Boston's defense, and we know we've talked about this a lot, the way it tends at times to bog down to the point where they look like, man, they don't know what they're doing. They missed seven of their last eight shots.
5: Yeah, and now as this thing moves forward here, these final two or three games, however it goes, there are two days now in between, but there's also travel now in between with game four in Boston, five in San Francisco, six back in Boston, and if it goes seven, uh, game seven would be in San Francisco. So we've reached the alternating cities portion of the series as well, but now two days off in between each of the remaining three games if it goes the full seven, eight at Anthony Lou, Abe, we'll get to all of you coming up next. Warriors win it tonight. They beat the Celtics uh, and they get it done. One Oh seven, 97 series tied at two games apiece. You heard it right here on 957 the game.
17: This episode is brought to you by progressive insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what?
4: Goes up and
0: scored over Tatum, a beautiful move by Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, that crossover dribble right in the middle of the lane got Tatum to move backwards, so he had room to reach up and drop it over the rim. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on ninety-five-seven. The Game.
5: Warriors even the series. Huge night from Steph Curry. Some major contributions from Andrew Wiggins, Jordan Poole, Kavon Looney, among others. And the Warriors are headed back to the Bay, two-two in this best-of-seven NBA final series, with Game Five to be played at Chase Center on Monday night. Gonna be a good one. We roll on here, second half of the program. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Whitey, what do you say we get back to the phones? We got a lot of people here that still want to talk to us uh, following
2: this this big Warriors win. Yeah, I, I hope we get to talk to that guy in Oakland at some point, JD. Yeah,
5: that guy in Oakland is coming up here All on 95-7, right. the game. But uh, Anthony in Pleasant Hill is the longest hole on the board. So, Anthony, you're up next here as we tip off the back half of the three-hour extravaganza here on 95-7, the game. What's up, Anthony?
18: What's going on, guys? Back9 Bully. That's my nickname in golf. But um, I appreciate you guys making <laughs> my call. Man, I, um, that was just an amazing game, man. Like you guys said, this is going to go down as an all-time game. Harwood Classic, man, hell, make it a thirty for thirty, why not? But uh, we're seeing some great coaching from both teams. Um, Steph Curry just had that look in his eyes. I mean, it was beautiful. It was just beautiful to watch. But um, quick, quick, couple quick things here, man. I just want to give it to um, Wiggins and Looney, man. Those guys were amazing on the boards tonight. I was not a big fan of Otto Porter starting over Looney tonight. I thought, actually, thought after last game, Looney should play a little bit more. Um, But I just love how he just kept focused, as he's done all year. When he got in there, played about 28 minutes, got about 11 boards. We know Wiggins had a great day on the boards. Um, And then last thing I want to say to you guys is just um, uh, I really like what Steve Steve Kerr did there at the end of the game. We, We know that Draymond got benched there for a second. And honestly, I thought if we kept him on the bench, we would have still won the game. But I like how we still rotated him in just to keep the energy up, just to keep him engaged and, and and just give him some confidence. I mean, I know Draymond doesn't need confidence, but coming back home just to keep him engaged and keep his focus right and keep him encouraged, man. But that was just a great game to watch. I'm so happy. Going to, um, to the Cigar Bar in San Francisco to celebrate a little bit, Um, but thanks for taking my call, guys.
5: Thank you. Nice. Appreciate that, Anthony. Yeah. Good, good Good spot as well. That's a good spot in the city.
2: Yeah. Uh, Here, Here's you, the deal, J.D. Yeah. 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 Um, no, go ahead. Not- Ninety-four ninety two, right? And we know the the, the Warriors dynasty kind of hanging in the balance here tonight. Of uh, they they face a 3 1 deficit. Ninety-four ninety two with about four and a half left in Boston. Boston has a lead and then Clay hits that straightaway three for the lead, and then Curry hits a short floater, and then Curry with another three, and all of a sudden, boom, like that. It's 194 Warriors. The Splash Brothers, with the dynasty online they broke Boston's defense. And at that point, Steph could have done the night-night, but he wasn't about the night-night tonight. He was about the flexing and the chest pounding and the roaring. And it was just great to see the Warriors respond that way tonight.
5: No, big-time response, matched the physicality, and, and really just, just hung in there. I mean, it was just a, a hell of a job by the Warriors – Hanging in, I think you've made the point a couple of times, and I think it's a great one, just the the simple fact that it's funny. I never really thought the Warriors were in as much of a danger zone because th- they got down seven at one point, but they always had an answer, and I just felt like the Celtics throughout the game were not playing well enough mm-hmm. to where the Warriors were ever going to get in a spot where they were truly vulnerable. I do think down five there with around the eight-minute mark when when Steve Kerr took Draymond Green out was was maybe the closest thing to it, really. But they just had an answer all night. A big shot, a big putback, a big offensive rebound, a big steal, Steph doing something. The Warriors just had the answers tonight uh, in in so many different ways, uh, and that ultimately propelled them to victory. I'll, I'll finish the Draymond point on this note, Whitey, because I do think... You put Draymond back in the game when maybe you didn't need to put Draymond back in the game, and then if you're Steve Kerr, you can go into the press conference and say, "Hey, this was the plan all along." Like it, it does tamp down any con- like you can walk in there and you don't have to acknowledge the fact that you benched him, even though you benched him because you yeah. put him back in the game. So I think there is some there is some calculus to that to where. You know, Steve Kerr was trying to, I don't think, make a point. I just think he was trying to win the game the best Yes, could. exactly. Yes. And he was not trying to embarrass Draymond or, or turn the conversation toward, why did you bench Draymond? I mean, it's, you want to win and you want to be like, hey, all, all part of, uh, you know, the usual plan and then on to Monday night.
2: Well, isn't it funny uh, that we know that it's been an issue for the Warriors for, for a long time now, having Looney and Draymond on the floor at the same time. It's tough because the spacing issues, you don't get much offense from, from either one. But recently, certainly in this series, I mean, Looney gives you more offense than Draymond, right? Because especially with his offensive rebounding and the way he's gotten open underneath when the defense is rotated out to the other shooters. Um, I know that, you know, Kevon Looney is not like – uh you, you know one of your major scores but he actually has given you more offense than than Draymond has in this series
5: no he has and and the warriors have been i think settled down in the moments where where Kevon Looney has been on the floor and it was a little reminiscent of i thought tonight the game 1 in memphis where there were chunks of that game with Draymond after he got ejected, where the Warriors were better without him on the floor, and and that's okay. It doesn't mean you don't need him or isn't a big part of the, the win. And he did some things when he was in the game defensively, had a huge offensive rebound uh, as well, which I thought was w- was critical mm-hmm. uh, in, in the you know, huge offensive rebound that turned into that loony layup uh, after Al Horford yeah. had hit a three to make it one hundred to to ninety seven. So there were some little things that Draymond did well down the stretch yep but it was you know now you but looney had helped him in ways kind of like in that memphis series he helped him early
2: yeah and you know boston one of the problems they have um and we've seen it here they they get disorganized in the half court and part of it is they they don't really have a true point guard uh, marcus smart's a good player he's not really a very good point guard he's kind of their that's a good point default point guard because you know they used to have Kyrie ran the show he's not there then Kemba and then it's like well we don't have a point guard so Marcus Smart you're the point guard I think that's why the acquisition to Derek White was so important but you know they do run the offense through Tatum uh, a lot and Brown but I think you can see that sometimes when the game's on the line of fourth quarters like that's why they're a little disorganized they don't really have a true point guard who can get them into their offense when they need to get into their offense
5: Excellent point. 888 957 Let's keep it rolling here. Uh, Lou is next. Hey, Lou, you're on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, J.D., how you doing, my man? I'm good, man. How are you doing?
19: I'm doing great. Um, I, got a, God, I got a lot to say right now. Um, to Anthony, the caller before, he's going to Cigar Bar right now. They're a client of mine for the
20: uh, PR job. I work in the city, so I want to shout out. Anthony, for giving uh, some really great people some
19: business.
5: It's a good spot. Uh, it's a good little spot. Appreci- oh, yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. Recommend it. Um, also, uh, this is a little
19: bit of a word salad, but, you know, the day the Celtics advanced, advanced to the finals, I started calling into Boston Sports Radio and just, <laughs> like, talking, talking my talk, trolling them, doing everything I possibly could to give the Warriors an edge. And I am in the heads. Of a lot of these New England sports radio fans, it is a great night to be Alameda Luke.
5: Thanks for the call. Love it. Appreciate it. <laughs> Keep having fun with it. I'm sure they're waiting for your call. Do they have a? I wonder if they have a Celtics this week on uh, you know, tomorrow morning. I'm sure they probably do.
2: If they don't, they're going to. It's going to be you know replicated throughout the league because this show has been so successful and hot.
5: Yeah, it's it's been hot, and let me tell you, when when we get off the air at midnight and jump right back on the air nine hours later, it's gonna be, it's gonna be even hotter. It's gonna <laughs> be white. It's gonna be white hot. And we'll have a lot to talk assuming, about. That's assuming, for assuming sure. I- We'll have a lot to talk about, assuming my voice holds up uh, over the over the course of the next uh, ten hours. What is this for us? I, I know I I made the joke, and I don't think you necess- I don't think you totally knew what I was talking about. We'll get back to the phones in a minute, but I think it was. Was it after game two?
2: Yes, yes.
5: Uh, where I said, hey, you know, Friday, You know, if you're yeah. enjoying this so much, you're really going <laughs> to enjoy Friday because, <laughs> uh, you know, we were both filling in during the day, and then we were both going to be yeah. doing the three hours tonight, and then we were both doing the four hours tomorrow. So you add that up, and it's, what, 10? <laughs> I think we're doing what will amount to 10 hours in a in a 20, maybe five or six-hour span between the
2: two of us. I was hoping for a little more but I'll take it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, good times and we're ha- yeah. and we're enjoying it and the Warriors are on fire now as they come back uh all-tied at 2 and 2. Uh Abe and Pacifica. We'll get back to Abe uh, here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's up Abe? Oh, Napa. Abe and Napa is next here on on
7: Warriors Wrap Up. Hey hey Abe, to you all the time I haven't called you but I have, a, I have a couple of how dare you's and then an opinion about the rest of the series. Okay? Okay. First, how dare you. Love it. How dare you. Are you there? Yep. How yeah. dare you compare Curry to Jimmy Butler in the same sentence? They're not even in the same category. What has Jimmy Butler ever done? Okay? End of story. Secondly, how dare you, how the caller that called earlier and said Draymond isn't the heart of the Warriors? How dare he say that? Draymond changed the culture of the Warriors, and those three amigos are about... Didn't they just break the record the, the most wins in the playoffs? Tied it. Over just that past tied it. Season. I'm sorry? Yeah.
2: Tied it. Tied it yeah, with uh, just, the Spurs, yeah. Oh,
7: they tied it. Okay, yeah. they're going to break it soon, though. That's number two. So, so that's the other how dare you. How dare you say that Draymond isn't the heart of the Warriors? The problem with Draymond is that he has a herniated disc in his lower back. So the heart doesn't win the game. Your legs do. He has no legs now. That's why he has no power, and that's why he's not able to... You know, do what he's do what, what Draymond normally does because he has herniated disc. Remember, yep. you mentioned that he has herniated disc in back. That's a very serious injury. Compressions of the nerves they go to your legs and your legs lose their power. So he's he doesn't have the power anymore. So then, and of course, aging. But that, that disc is more important than aging. And third, okay that's my those are my two how areas, But but my my impression about the rest of the game. This game, this the psychological overlay of this game here is going to carry over, and it's probably going to end in six. But I wanted to go seven. But it's probably going to end in six because I think the psychological overlay of Curry just single-handedly, pretty much single-handedly, he didn't get a lot of help today. But let me tell you something. You're not going to keep Dre and Clay down in the next game. So that game is kind of, on Monday, is going to be just a, a win. And then, the, and then when they go back to uh, Boston, hey, we're in their heads now. This is over. We're champions. We've done it many, many times. They haven't been there. They're rookies. They thought they were going to do like the Warriors. They won the first time. We won it after 40 years being out in the wilderness for 40 years, and we came in and we won that first championship, and then we won another one. And, then, and, and so, you know, it's very, 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 very difficult to win that trophy. You can ask KD without the Warriors. You can ask, uh, what's his name? Um, Harden. You can ask all these great players. Just don't, it's hard to win that, t- that trophy. And the Warriors have already done it. They've been there, they've done it, and it's a super, super, super mental thing. And that's, where we're, that's why I think this game's going to either end in six. But I
5: hope it is in seven. All right, appreciate the call, Abe. Uh, look, a lot to chew on there. Steph got a lot more help tonight than he did Wednesday night. <laughs> we'll say that. Yeah, and, and, and he was still by far the best player on the floor, and has been the best player uh, in the series to this point. But I do push back on that. Uh, I also don't think the Warriors are in the Celtics' heads. Like this, this was not. And I think maybe we disagree a little bit. I don't think you you think it was a, an epic collapse or anything like that. But I don't really think tonight was a collapse at all for the Celtics. Uh, and 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 maybe it's just the feel from being in the building. Uh, but it never at any point to me felt like, oh, the Celtics have this, or you know, maybe they were a, a couple of possessions away. Uh, things go in a different direction from from really having an opportunity, but I I never really felt like it it got to that point. But they aren't you know, anything Steph Curry did. And I know he mentioned the the Jimmy Butler comparison and all that. I'm not sure whose road he was coming down, whether that was a caller or or one of us. But the Celtics have just been through a, a series where it's two to two, and and a guy's killing them, and and they're able to keep clawing back and and keep winning. I mean, this team hasn't lost consecutive games in about three months. So the Warriors may win the series, Whitey, but the series is not over based on anything that happened tonight. In fact, I think you could make the case it's, it's really more, in a way, just getting started.
2: Yeah, as far as Jimmy Butler and Steph, I think all we said about that was Jimmy Butler and Steph are two different animals. But I think there was a caller that was concerned about the way Boston had defended Jimmy Butler. So be that as it may, I feel like any time you're home and you have a chance to take a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals, you probably should win that. So, yeah, I'm not saying this was an epic collapse by the Celtics, but I just think any team at home with a lead in the fourth quarter when you have a chance to take a 3-1 lead, you're supposed to win that game. You're supposed to get it done. They didn't give the Warriors credit, but that's where I think – I think any team there, lead, fourth quarter, chance to take a 3-1 lead – Well, you're supposed to take care of business there. But thinking about the great night Steph had, and I know you mentioned it was Jordan-esque, and it certainly was, and it's going to always be remembered. Just as we're talking about it, J.D., I'm – reminded of other performances it reminds me of uh you know lakers sixers 2001 remember alan iverson I was like he was oh, that yeah. whole team it's like eric snow and Derek mckee you know like and Matombo yeah. and iverson was the, hill yeah that was he was the whole team and you know they had their moments so that you know laker team kind of took care of him but that's what steph reminded me of tonight or isaiah thomas in 88 which may be a little you know too far back for you he had 25 in one quarter against the Lakers, and the Lakers ended up winning that series too. But on a sprained ankle, I mean, it was just I think he scored 43 points in that game. Um, that's what – Steph had one of those games for the ages tonight where you think back and go, wow, have I ever seen anything quite like this? For a point guard to do that, we mentioned earlier, like Magic's done it, Jerry West, that's about it. But for a smaller guy to do what he did tonight, it's absolutely historic, and it reminds you of some of the greatest games guards have ever had in the finals, and it compares favorably. That
5: guy in Oakland, that guy is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, that guy. Hey, good evening, fellas. Hey, can you take
14: the next call? I'm actually in the car wash, right?
5: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? For you, we'll do it. Let's put that guy on hold. We'll go to Christian in Oakland. All right, yeah, that guy, you go put him on hold. That's all right. We're not going to hang up on him. Christian in Oakland. Yeah, it's it's about 11 o'clock. That's all right. What's up, Christian? Bump to the Yo.
21: front of the
22: line.
21: <laughs> hey, my man, Wiggins, seventeen and sixteen, came in big time. My boy Looney, I don't know why do we start him saw of auto Porter, but well, we got this shit done. What's up, old oh, oh, man oh, Dale? Oh, man? oh, 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 oh
2: thanks,
5: hey, thanks, Christian. Appreciate that. We need a mouthwash from the down. car wash to yeah, the mouthwash, mouthwash there. there yeah. too. <laughs> Sterling all over it, like a hockey yeah. goalie, like a Tuca Rosk. Who ready to, ready who, who to gets their
2: car washed at 11 o'clock night on a Friday.
5: I, I've probably done that before. <laughs> OK, I've, I've run right. it through. I've run it through the automatic. Maybe you're getting gas. Maybe you're out All of right. gas somewhere. Right. You're, you're coming okay. home from somewhere. You're like, you know yeah. what? I'm going to run it through. It's dirty. <laughs> you know, starting to get a little warmer out.
2: I've done yeah. that before. Far be it for yeah, me that's... to question, you know, uh, that guy's wisdom. But it just took me by surprise a little bit.
5: Yeah, let, let's get Travis in Newark next, and we'll give we'll give that guy a couple of minutes to to get through the wash uh, here on ninety five seven. The game, hey Travis. Hey, what's up,
6: man? Hey, by the way, JD. First of all, I'm a big fan of you as as a lawyer fan, as a as a Niner fan. Boots on the ground. I've been listening to you for years. I love it. That's first off. Second off, I. My, my 23-year-old son bought tickets to the fan party at Chase. I didn't want to go, and we had such a great time. The Warriors, man, Steph, Steph, to me, man, I, I, I don't want to cry, but he is the ultimate, he's my favorite Bay Area athlete. I'm 50-year-old man with my 23-year-old son. We're driving home, and Steph is a one of the greatest athletes in the Bay Area, hands down. One of the great Bay Area, one of the great athletes of all kinds, hands down. And he took over. I told my son early on, Steph will not let them lose tonight. Sorry to keep rattling on. What do you got to say about that? No, I
5: mean, that's exactly what happened. And and look, tonight is the kind of performance that does, you know, that, that, that you remember where you were, you remember where you watched the game and you remember who you watched the game with. And I mean, all of those things are are in play and, and it is one of those historic type games in the finals where you do get a lot of those father, son, father, daughter, you know, mother, son, whatever, whatever the, the deal is, you do get a lot of bonding as far as just the, the memories that, that you share in watching this run. I mean, this, We talk about it in the the ilk of Michael Jordan just in NBA history, a Michael Jordan-type performance. It was also a Joe Montana-type performance. To be perfectly honest, if you want to bring
2: some Bay Area context into the equation, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's so cool that your core players. I know Draymond, he's not having a great series, but even he in the fourth quarter contributed. And again, as I said here, this was a night where the whole thing was kind of hanging in the balance to a degree. And in that fourth quarter, which the Warriors, you know, they won that thing going away 28-19 in the fourth quarter. They went by 10. And you had Draymond, uh, he had five assists Excuse me, five rebounds, three assists in the fourth quarter. Five rebounds, three assists. Clay hit three of four shots, two of three threes in the fourth quarter for eight, and then Steph, two of four from the floor, hit his only three-pointer five or six free throws he had ten so to see those three guys those core players carry it a victory in the fourth quarter in a game that you absolutely needed it just tells you that as far as those guys are concerned this dynasty whatever you want to call it far from over JD far from over far far from over and,
5: and look if they're able to win two of these next three games I mean look out <laughs> look out because then it's then it's what four and eight years and who knows what happens next year. Uh, with some of the younger players, yeah. maybe having a little bit more of a of an impact on things, and and I think there's a, a willingness to kind of keep the band back, uh, bring the band back together, and run it back to a certain extent as well. If you're able to to get this one, uh, let's give that guy in Oakland one more shot here uh, on ninety five seven. The game, that guy, you threw the wash, my man. Yeah, I got through it. Hey, with <laughs> gas prices the way they are, man, you got to.
14: If you Good get call. a car wash, you save like twenty cents a gallon. So I'm all in on that. <laughs> Good, one. Call. Good call. Good call. Guys, skipping me. <laughs> hey, um, first, first and foremost, both of you guys, I do remember that the other day you were saying you think this is great. Wait till Friday. You guys have been on here like a marathon here, like you know better than Jerry's kids. You guys have been on nonstop all day. So I'm giving you guys props, JD and Whitey. You guys bringing it home for the Dub fans, and I know where you are, J.D., it's uh, almost going to be 3 a.m. when you get off. So, hey, I appreciate all, all your guys' uh, Dub uh, coverage and service. Appreciate it. They should call you J.D. for Dubs. But as far as the game, um, man, that that, that cat's something special, uh, Curry. Uh, we, we have game six, Clay. Now we got game four, Steph, if we didn't need another uh, milestone for him. And can you believe this guy didn't make first team NBA? That, that's unbelievable. But anyhow, um, what he was saying after, you know, I, I called into Devone and Styles yesterday, and I and Davone was coming down the the road of the Warriors, thinking that, you know, this was probably going to be it for him. And I said, hey, look, I went Rudy T on him. I said, the heart of a champion. It's not it's not going to stop beating until you know they say you got to go home and, and that's it. So and, and they had to play a game. Four, like it was a game seven, and they did that. Those guys rose up, and the flowers also go to uh, Wiggins. He had 17 and 16, and and not a guy since Nate Thurman for the Warriors in the finals has done that. So you know that goes out to him. The thing I'm a little concerned about, guys, and maybe you can talk about it, is I know it's probably not a big deal here, but uh, the Nationals already coming down the road of Draymond and. You know, uh, I'm a loyal guy. I, I've, Draymond's back to the end, but they're already coming down his road. They had uh, our old friend Roz Golden Wu on, and they were asking her what they thought about Draymond and if, you know, where's Draymond. And she made a comment. She's like, "Hey, if uh, Mama Green doesn't know what happened, and, and tweeting out about uh, Draymond, how am I supposed yeah. to know?" So I guess, so I guess. Uh, uh, they were saying something about uh, she got on and she tweeted, where's Draymond? Is this a clone? So they're making a big deal about it. And what I'm concerned is the chemistry going into these last two or three games uh, with Draymond. You know, how's this going to play out? And do you think it's, it's just a one-off? Appreciate it. You guys, you guys kill it. Be safe, J.D. getting back and uh, keep rocking. Let's go, Dub. Thank you.
5: Yep, pre- appreciate it. Great call, that guy uh, in Oakland checking in here. Yeah, Draymond's mom uh, with a tweet uh, here uh, within the last hour, and I'm I'm trying to find it, but she's retweeted a lot of stuff within the last couple of hours here. But, yeah, she basically said uh, she doesn't uh, – here it is. Please, people, stop asking me what's wrong with Dre. I don't know. Maybe this is a clone. Uh, where's the tr- – Where is the Draymond that helped get us here? Hmm, I have never seen this either. So she – don't ask me. Wow.
2: Yeah. I know. I I was just – you know, today, J.D., I'm trying to think, what could it be? And I know he has back issues, and I thought, you know, I think maybe he's hurt, and I know a caller tonight said, yeah, he's had disc issues. So tonight I watched him really closely for any sign that he's limited. And looking at – because, you know, like the first game, he wasn't even closing out on people. So I thought maybe his back is bothering him. But just watching him tonight, he was contesting shots – uh, he didn't play well, but, you know, I, he, he was jumping. It, it didn't look like he was hurt. So I, that was the only thing I could think of. I, other than that, I mean, you make a great point. Some of these matchups, individual matchups in this series are really tough for him. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why he's played so badly. Uh, somewhat encouraging that he was able to, after getting benched, that he closed well tonight. He did contribute in the fourth quarter. But if he's not hurt, it's to me, it's a real mystery.
5: All right, we're overdue for a break. 888-957-957. Zero. We'll get into some notes from this one, also hear from Steve Kerr and some of the Warriors players, but we can still sneak in some phone calls. Final hour, Warriors wrap up expanded edition as the Warriors win Game 4 of the Finals. 10797, you heard it right here at 957 the game.
23: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?
4: Curry guarded by White. Poole flashes by. Curry gets Williams. Pass over to Poole. Blasting by White. Goes in. Takes the hit from Robert Williams and scores. What a finish. Wow.
0: Now back to Warriors' wrap up on 95-7, the game.
5: Hour number three: John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, 888 957 0. I'm told, Whitey, full phone lines as we right. enter the 11 o'clock hour on the West Coast, 206. Now 2.07 a.m. here in Boston as I come to you from TD Garden, Whitey Gleason back in the Bay. Uh, We'll hear from some of the players and Steve Kerr as well. But we want to keep this thing rolling uh, as long as the people want to talk to us at 888-957-9570. So uh, let's get to it. Just an iconic Steph Curry performance. Uh, One of the the all-time great, I think, Warrior Finals wins in their six now finals appearances here in in the last eight years uh and the people are are fired up as they should be cj in newark gets us tipped off here in hour number three what's up cj cj what's up my name's
24: cj i just wanted to say that you know growing up i'm only 23 years old and seeing steph curry you know throughout my life i just i'm super appreciative and going into this game I knew uh I knew Steph was gonna go in and get the dub tonight, and from the tip you could tell that he was, he wanted this dub and uh that's what he brought tonight. I never lost confidence I knew that Steph wanted this dub, and you know in my opinion, he had two or three you know four point plays that he' yep. should have had, but you know he stuck with it and he got four forty three points in the end, and I'm just so, so happy to get this dub and it', it it's, it's huge coming to coming back to the bay with this this shoot two, two series. I think it's huge for the Doves and Dove Nation, and the whole bay is going to be loud on Monday night, and I'm super excited for it. I can't wait for it. So thank you guys. Love the show, and um, I'm super excited
14: for it.
5: Yeah, this is a topic. Thanks for the call. Uh, This is a topic I was maybe going to save for tomorrow. We can can just touch on it here, and and I just mentioned it before we went to the the call there. I mean, where would you put this one as far as the the I mean it's up there. I mean I we'd have to really think about it and maybe sleep on it a little bit. We'll reconvene on on Warriors this week tomorrow morning. But I mean some of the wins, you know, Game Six, obviously the clincher and the the first title win, I think is is a big one. I think the the Durant game in Game Three in two thousand and seventeen. I think there were a couple of wins in Toronto in two thousand nineteen, although they didn't win that series. That were that were pretty awesome uh this might be the the grittiest though of of any of them in in these last eight years considering the circumstances and and the environment
2: and where the Warriors were in this in this series that's it the circumstances coach Van Gundy said at the conclusion of the game he said this is the most impressive Warriors win I've seen and he hesitated there you could kind of hear him uh doing the uh, computations of what you're just talking about and he just said it's one of the most impressive warrior wins we've seen in a long time but yeah and and i'm sure we'll spend more time on it tomorrow we'll, we'll talk about uh some of the other ones but given how desperate the situation appeared to be for the warriors um the win tonight on the road when they were staring into the abyss i think it stands on its own it'll always be remembered no matter what are the games we come up with it will always be remembered as one of the most impressive Steph Curry performances and one of the most impressive Warrior wins uh, ever? All right, Bob. Yeah, without a doubt. Bob and Marin
5: next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Hey, Bob.
14: Hey, I think this is the first
22: time I'm calling a show and speaking to the same guys uh, in about a 10-hour difference, which is awesome. <laughs> you guys are awesome. You guys are rolling. Uh, <laughs> Hey, hey! Thanks for doing this, guys. I, I John, you're you're a true warrior, man. Um, I, no pun intended. Um, but I'll I'll say mm-hmm. what, uh, this was more like you know the, you know push off to Brian Russell and making 45 and winning Game Six, Jordan-esque type deal. Like, and I think Isaiah said it on NBA TV tonight. This is all for the little guys because he did one when yeah. he had a 43 ankle against mm-hmm. the Lakers. Yeah. Against the Lakers, and I mean this—this this is going to be up there. But they have to win. And Draymond seems a little bit lost on the offensive side. Uh, and I think when I called this morning, I said, "Take the assists away from from uh, from Tatum and let him beat you with the points uh, where he's a good there." And the way Andrew came up tonight, he kind of was was uh, what Andre Iguodala said in the in an interview when he came off the bench, like, "I'm here to protect." Steph's legacy, and Andrew did that tonight, man. That was something else to watch in the fourth quarter. So, I'll I'll tell you what, like, these guys are going to have to step up, and I think Steph, by doing this, has freed them. In a sense, we're going to see something very special come game five and six. That's all I got. Uh, You know, Steph, what else can we say, man?
5: Yeah, and and it does give others the opportunity, Bob and and, and Whitey, to, to now have a game where all right, you know you, you those that didn't play well, Draymond at times, Clay Thompson. You you get a reprieve when you win a game, and 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 a couple of guys don't play well, and and that's uh, the benefit of that that performance. I think from Steph is that what if Game Five is the one game in this series where Clay Thompson truly goes off, and that winds up being. A big part of the reason why the Warriors win it—it it gives everybody a little bit of a chance to to have the pressure off a little bit, maybe going into the to the next one. As much as it can be for a series, though, Whitey, that's still two to two and hanging in the balance. And I don't think anybody believes that this Celtics team is going away. But
2: yeah, an NBA Finals tied at two two—that's that's, that's going to be special. To me, Clay, I know he had 25 in the last game. To me, he had overall a better game tonight because of the way he finished, and he was so good in the fourth quarter, and he made the shot that gave him the lead. You know, not to get into a debate about which game was better, but my point is that Clay, as much as he struggled when they really needed him to make some big shots, he made some big-time shots tonight in the fourth quarter. He shot three three three-pointers and made two of them. And I'll also say this. Um, you know, the, the caller, we appreciate the kind words. He said, um, you know, what else can you say about Steph? I'll just say this, and you may have seen this, ESPN Stats and Info, uh, with 43 and 10 rebounds tonight at age 34 and 88 days. Steph Curry, the second oldest player in NBA Finals history, to record a forty ten game behind only LeBron James in twenty twenty, he did it at thirty five years two hundred eighty four days. And to the caller's point there, the fact that you know Steph did it for the little guys tonight in some ways makes it even more impressive.
5: Uh, Shaka in Berkeley, what's up, Shaka? You're up next here on ninety five seven. The game.
21: How you how y'all doing, man? Good. I I wanted to say. That, that was that was a legacy game for him, in my opinion. He did he did he, he did everything he had to do. He brought us back when Draymond was down. When we didn't know what we, we were going to get from Poole, when we didn't know what we was going to get from Clay, and you know it was it was a, a two one game. So a loss would have been three one. Basically, would have been hard. We, we won three one before, but just with all the stuff going on with Durant. For him to come back and put an output a game on like that, and put us on his shoulders, everybody, him and Wiggins and Clay hit some shots, and Clay played some great defense down the stretch that everybody's sleeping on. I guess you have to look at the game again. He, he stole the ball once, then he made then he made turn the ball over right by the basket. You know, in waning moments of the game, he was on his he was on his game. Clay was playing some games he hit some shots. Draymond got some rebounds at the end. We are a team, man, and that's what we showed today. We showed the world we're a team. And lastly, I just want to say this, man. When they booed Draymond like that yesterday, and his mother was at the game, and they was, you know, saying all the stuff they said, and for him to come back with that, that output, says a lot, man. I enjoy y'all's show, man. Have a safe trip back home, big dog.
5: All right, appreciate it. Shot Berkeley checking in. Absolutely a legacy game for Steph Curry. No doubt about it. I think sometimes that gets thrown around when maybe it shouldn't get thrown around. I think it's appropriate tonight, without oh, yeah. a doubt. It 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 gets thrown around to me too much when somebody has a bad fourth quarter of a, of a playoff game or something like that in a big moment. Uh, those kinds of games don't wipe out performances like we saw tonight.
2: This was the game that, you know, so many of the Steph Curry detractors, and unfortunately they, they are somewhat numerous. This what, we, what he did tonight was one of the things that those people said, yeah, well, he can do that. He can do what Michael Jordan did. And as you said, <laughs> he, he can. And he'd already proven that, I think, in this series, the way he'd carried the Warriors through stretches. But to do it tonight, to have a game that, okay, only Jerry West and Magic Johnson, as point guards, have done that. So, I, what else are those – where else are they going to go? If if the Warriors don't win the series, and I know it looks favorable right now, then I guess the naysayers will nitpick, say, well, but they, they didn't win the series. But other than that, I mean, they're just running out of things to say. Yeah, and also, to Shaka's point about
5: Clay, he does deserve some credit for yes. the defense that he played down the stretch. And yes. And I think that, that was – at times he's been a rough watch defensively in this series but in the big moments he was stout and i think the warriors overall were were really stout on drives in in positions you know, of vulnerability on the court like like up against the bench there where they were able to force the the out of bounds i thought the warriors were just much better contesting in the lane on the Celtics drives when they had been just just trying to attack the rim Mm-hmm. Uh, at all costs, without much resistance, there were a yep. lot of help. There was a lot of help in the lane tonight.
2: Yeah, points in the paint last game. I think it was fifty-two twenty-six Boston, and tonight uh, for the game, it was Warriors had the edge thirty-eight thirty-two. Which you know, that was like they, they were embarrassed by that last game. And to your point, JD, clearly to me, uh, fourth quarter they were much better at stopping the dribble penetration, and then Boston wasn't hitting those those kickouts. So yeah, I totally agree. The Warriors did a much better job, especially down the stretch, with the game on the line of defending the painted area tonight.
5: James in San Francisco next year. What's up, James? Hey, good
20: evening, um, and good morning to you. Um, I have a question regarding that um, that defense you are just talking about, um, about a possible Warriors defensive adjustment. Um, I'm wondering if you guys heard the comments made by, I think it was Mark Jackson, maybe Van Gundy during the game. Um, pointing out that Tatum and Brown always seem to go to their right, and, and they're saying it as if they can't go to their left. Uh, Chris Mullen kept pointing out this was really an important part of the um, strategy of stopping that, that dribble drive, that one dribble, two dribble drive
16: mm-hmm. into
20: the paint. And I'm wondering if you think that making an adjustment so you force those guys to go to their left could possibly uh, make it more difficult for them, or is that too simplistic to look at it that way?
5: Thanks. It, it's not at all. It's not at all, James. And and Draymond uh, in that that press conference, uh, I think a couple of nights ago when he was having the back and forth with the reporter, maybe it was a follow up to something like that at the at the media day leading up to Game Four yesterday. But he said it's always part of the Warriors' philosophy, just as a team, to try and make. A, a team play left-handed to try and make players that are obviously right-handed and like to go right uh which the majority of the players are you want to play it you want to make them try and play left-handed and so it it's not overly simplistic at all it's it's actually a foundational point of the Warriors
2: defensive philosophy yeah it's a great question James thanks and I think and I heard Van Gundy say that too I think there have been some times, I guarantee you the Warriors are, are keenly aware of that and have been, uh, but, and I think there have been times in this series where we've seen them employ that. I mean, how many times you go back in your mind, how many times have you seen, and I think we saw it more in the last game, Tatum drive to the basket, come up just short on a layup that he shoots left-handed. I remember last game, um, I think it was right after Draymond blocked Brown's shot, then he on the inbounds he gets the ball and he drove past Draymond and scored, but he did so with the with the left hand. So I think the Warriors have been aware of that, and I think it's something that they do. You know, it's just it's 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 easier said than done, but I think they have had some success doing that in this series. Uh, Ram in San Jose, what's
5: up, Ram?
19: AJD, AYD. Hey. JD. hey, Whitey. hey. I literally love your guys' show. Uh speak with Siny and Guru all the time. Um I honestly, this is all recency bias. I love what the Warriors are doing, right? But to be honest, I'm not ready to settle. Like I don't get it. The Warriors have lost a three one series in the last five years, right? So I don't think we can get settled. I think Steph did a great job tonight. Like throwing up forty points. I love it. And I don't count the KD years, but this this year is literally a comeback year for Steph, Steve Kerr, Dre and Clay. And for all that Clay went through, man, the supporting cast that they put around him has been phenomenal. And uh, I have to say the last three, four games has been a real test. And going back to the Bay tied up, uh, it's – I have to say the first one to win the the next three games is the real test. Because, to be honest, I feel like the last – these last games on finals have been uh, – what you say it's showing the flaws and I don't, I love Steve Kerr. I trust him, but I feel like he should have kept playing Gary. You got to keep playing Gary and Gary didn't play in the fourth quarter. And I feel like we lucked out here, but you gotta keep playing Gary. He was literally in every frame in every play of the game. And he came back from an injury for a reason. Like, how come he didn't play in the fourth? Um, they won the game. I am happy. Uh, Steph threw up 40 points. Hell, that was a game for the ages. But I've seen this team with the, with the big three lose a 3-1 lead to Cleveland, and I am not satisfied. Um, going back to the Bay, they got to come out strong. And they got to come out with adjustments and big game plans because this Boston team, we all know. And, J.D., you called it. You called it because everyone wanted Miami. I wanted Miami. You wanted Miami. Boston is a real threat. Boston is the Warriors 2014-2015. They're athletic. They're hungry. And they have no fear. Going into a game with these Celtics teams, man, the Warriors got to come with some kind of surprise. They got they got to make adjustments, and I feel like Gary is part of that. I don't get why Steve Kerr threw in Lisa and did not Thank, play.
5: Danny, let's let's jump in. I'll we'll jump in there, and we appreciate the call. Great, some great points. I mean, Bialisa and... And, and uh, Peyton, you know, it's, it's different positions there. And, look, Bielitsa hasn't been bad. It's, I know he got cooked a little bit the other night, but he, he hasn't been bad in the series. I thought he was solid enough tonight. He only, uh, so, you, you know, you look at, at the overall for him, and, you know, we're talking about nine minutes for Bielitsa. The, the part about Gary the II that I do think is interesting, I wonder where he's at physically, because he played the 25 minutes in the first game back. And for all we know, he actually is in really a lot of pain, and he's trying to grind through, Mm -hmm. and he's able to get a couple of shots up here and there. But I wonder if physically he can give them 9 to 15, but he can't really give them more than that. I also think it kind of gets back to trust the trustables, I think, a little bit, again, Whitey, where it's a situation where, uh, you know, not that Peyton isn't trusted – but are you going to take him off the – are you going to put him on the floor and take Wiggins or Clay, or Steph off the floor? That can be you
2: know, problematic when you want to kind of ride or die with your, your big three. I think another issue there is that right now I think Peyton is better used in this series – is kind of a change of pace guy and he's a really pesky defender and we saw the problems he was given Tatum that said if you the longer you leave him out there the more opportunities Boston has to even though he's a great defender you know they with their size they do a good job of taking advantage of smaller players so I think that's part of it too in addition to what you said Uh, and he has been you know an important piece but um, I don't think you necessarily want to play him longer. And also, as you said, well, who's going to come out? As far as the fourth quarter, and Danny's point of the fourth quarter, the defense was really good in the fourth quarter. You know, if you're going to play GP2, he's going to help your defense. The defense didn't need him in the fourth quarter tonight. They were really good without him.
5: No, they, they were. And I think – the other part of the call there from from Danny, look, this series isn't over. I mean, no. I, I know there's a, a, a sigh of relief, and Warrior fans are elated, and they have the advantage now, and it's Game 5 at Chase. But this series is not over, and we've seen from the Celtics throughout the playoffs that whenever they've dropped a, a tough home game, they've bounced back and made up for it by winning a tough road game. Mm-hmm. And and typically the next game, I mean, they just did it twice in the last series. They won an elimination game on the road in Milwaukee against the defending champions after they lost a home game here where they could have gone up 3-2 and then they put them away in a game 7 when they got the second chance back here in, in TD Garden at the end of that series. So this team's not going away. There's, there's no question about it. And the Warriors are going to have to do a lot of the things that they did tonight and a lot of the things that they did in game 2 again on Monday and then again on Thursday or on Father's Day Sunday if they're going to prevail in this series and become NBA champions. eight, nine five seven, nine five seven zero. Final timeout. We'll come back. We'll get Trey. We'll get Vince. We'll hear a little post game sound, and uh, we'll we'll move on here uh, into the night as the Warriors even this series, beating the Celtics one zero seven ninety seven. You heard it here on 95.7 five seven. The game.
4: Curry fires away. The three ball's good. Top of the key with White making contact. It's a one-point
0: game. The Warriors are not going away. Now back to Warriors Wrap Up on 95-7. The Game.
5: Warriors win it. 107-97. Series tied at two games apiece. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, as I am at TD Garden in Boston. Final segment here. And uh, we've had full phone lines for Two and a half hours, Whitey, and still people that want to talk with us. Just can't thank the, the wonderful listeners and callers and texters and everybody over the course of these last couple of weeks here during the playoffs as we've been doing Warriors wrap-up, but especially in the finals. It's been just incredible. It really has.
2: Yeah, it's been it's been so much fun, and it's really just uh, – we're just getting started here. Now we really get to the, the meat of the matter. Tonight, real quick, just to summarize, of course, it was all about Steph Curry, Curry pardon me, with his 43 points and 10 rebounds. No point guard had done that in the finals other than uh, Magic Johnson, Jerry West. Also had the Warriors taking care of business on the backboards out rebounding Boston – uh, the final rebounding totals here uh, was 55 for the Warriors, 42 for Boston. And just one more note, and we talked a lot about this. I know, J.D., you talked about it today uh, as one of the keys to the game. 16 turnovers for Boston tonight, and the Warriors scored 19 points off of them. So Boston now, their playoff record, when they turn the ball over at least 16 times, they are 1-6, and six. and when Boston commits 15 or fewer turnovers – they're 13-2. and two. Obviously, it's not all Boston. Uh, the Warriors defensively had a lot to do with that, but the Celtics do have a knack for beating themselves in some ways. Tonight, especially in the first half, I thought, they left the door open for the Warriors, but 16 turnovers for Boston tonight. So they are now 1-6 and six when they turn the ball over at least 16 times. Yeah, that's
5: the true indicator as far as uh, where they're at and, and their success, and the Warriors were able – to turn them over, and sometimes the Celtics just turn it over on their own. Yeah. Uh, either way, it it adds up to a a Warrior uh, win tonight in Boston. Let's get Trav and Newark next here. Hey, Trav, you're on Warriors wrap up on ninety five seven. The game.
24: Hey, how's it going, fellas? Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I just wanted to talk about you know I was uh, watching the pregame for the uh, the game tonight, and I saw a lot of talk about you know past uh, you know game four game four games and I heard some talk about there never being another game four game like tonight and I think Steph, you know, got in the top five of the game tonight, you know, with the with the 40 plus point game and the 10, you know, 10 rebounds I mean, that's huge for a guy like Steph Curry who, you know, who's been judged for his you know, de- uh, defensive performance and, you know, getting 10, 10 boards off you know, rebounds, you know, it's huge for a guy like Steph and I think it's huge for the Warriors tonight and it was a must-win game, and Steph put the team on his back, and I just love the performance from Steph tonight. And I'm ready for the, you know, Game Five and back in SF, and it's gonna be huge. Thank you guys for the call.
5: Yeah, appreciate it, Trav. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Let's uh, from Trav to Vince. Vince is next here on Warriors Wrap Up. Hey, Vince.
25: Hey, how you guys doing today or tonight? Good. Sorry about that. Yeah, or
5: this morning. Oh, I just wanted um, to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs>
25: Sorry about that. Yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, Steph Curry had a hell of a game. He was splashing today. Uh, probably the purest shooter that I've ever seen in my lifetime, aside of maybe like Ray Allen or something. But, I mean, as far as the game three, he got used like a lot in the game. Like, I mean, I've seen, seen at least 20 buckets made on Steph, you know, and he felt like, I felt like he had like that nonchalant attitude where he was like just going through the motions. And I think, you know, he, he, put, he really put his, uh, his game face on today. And he, uh, you know, he took charge. Uh, you know, he didn't get used like he got used in Game Three. He definitely—they had, I think, they had somebody else coming to help every time. It was somebody a little bigger than Steph. And uh, I think if the uh, Celtics use this in the next game, then I mean they might be a little successful in it. That's the only thing that might worry me in the game coming up here. But um, that's just what I, you know, that's uh, all I had to say. I just wanted to say, you know, Steph is probably the uh, most elite shooter I've ever seen. is his shots so fast off the jump, so that's pretty much it.
2: Gotcha. Thank yep. you, Vince. Good, yeah, that's that's a great, yeah. Yeah, he's the greatest shooter of all time. Um, I don't think you know. There, there's really no question. JD, here's an interesting point on that from the Athletic, and we know, right? You know the way these games are going right now. You know that uh, Steph is gonna. He wants to shoot the ball. He's gonna be taking the shots, and he's against the best defense in the league. Well, he's shooting, he's made half of his shots, I mean, to this point in the series. That's remarkable when it's like you know that he's going to be shooting and sometimes you'll see a guy in that position, you know, and he'll score, but he'll have to take a lot of shots to get his points and for Steph to make half of his shots so far – literally 50% of his shots against the best defense in the league. In the finals when everything the best defense in the league is doing is geared to stopping him, it's absolutely remarkable. It really is.
5: No, it really is and it's it's MVP caliber, it's all-time mm-hmm. great caliber, it's NBA legend caliber uh and all of those things on display for Steph Curry. Uh Ethan in Sonoma 8889579570. Hey Ethan.
20: How's it going, man? First of all, Whitey Gleason, you were my boy. You played my Oakland A's theme song in 2012, the We Here song. So you know I love you for life. And I went to college with Vontae Hill. That's my boy. There's nothing else I want to see than the Warriors win this championship. But as someone who gets basketball and who has watched the Celtics through the playoffs, they... You can't win a series when you rely on one player to score 40-plus just to win the game. Steph had 43, and we can wax poetic about Steph all we want. He's amazing. I already knew he was amazing. But to to rely on one person to give you 43-plus every single game, I just – the eye test is telling me that Boston might be the better team. I hate to play devil's advocate, you know I hate it, Whitey, but this is what my eye test is telling me. I'll let you guys finish this take. I love both of you, man. Go Warriors.
5: <laughs> Appreciated, Ethan. Yeah. Here's the I, deal. He got help tonight. Like I, I think like tonight, and I, and I get the, the the point is. Well, if he doesn't score 43, if he scores 33 or whatever, you know, 28. The, the warriors wind up losing this game and 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 he's not going to have to score 43 in game 5 like i'm i'm just going to say that and you know what if he does he might still do it because mm-hmm. he's on that kind of a tear right now uh so i i wouldn't put it past him but i do understand what ethan and others are getting at in terms of the the parallel as far as you know one one guy but a- again it it's It's not like you're going to need a couple other 20-point scorers to come along either. He got help tonight, I guess. And each game's different, too. I mean, that's the other part of it.
2: Yeah, Jordan Poole, we really haven't talked enough about him. And I've been guilty of that. I haven't talked about him at all. But Jordan Poole, we know – Last night I heard Brian Scalabrini, former Warrior assistant coach, and I think he's with the Celtics now, if I'm not mistaken. I know he used to play for him, And he said – so, you know, this is a guy, and he comes on our station all the time. He obviously knows what he's talking about. He said, Jordan Poole is unplayable in this series. And it was sure starting to look this way because he was struggling so much defensively. I know yesterday Steve Kerr was asked about Jordan Poole and uh, about his scoring, and Steve Kerr said – I'm really not worried about him on the offensive end. You know, implication being it's what happens at the other end. And I can't, I don't know if I can keep him on the floor. But tonight, Jordan Poole uh, played 20 minutes and he scored 14 points. He hit 6 of 13 shots, and they were they were huge. He did commit four fouls, but the, that was a huge game for him to have any kind of impact on the game as much as he'd been struggling. And then Clay, we mentioned we talked about Clay, great defense on the stretch. 18 for Clay tonight, and he was big in the fourth quarter and Wiggins with, you know, the, the rebounds stand out, but 17 for him. So yeah, in addition to Steph with the 43, 18 for, for uh, Clay, 17 for Wiggins, and 14 for Poole. You'd still like to see a little more from draymond but still uh you had some guys really responding big time tonight in games in which they really absolutely needed to for the worst to win this game all right let's get to our shot of the game which is brought to you by the
5: county of santa clara
4: curry up the floor warriors have numbers if they hurry ball to draymond draymond looks for a wing nobody moving curry back cuts on white takes the jumper got it Curry for three. Warriors have doubled their advantage. A 10-0 run. of the Celtics one time with a minute 42 to go.
5: And uh, that is your shot of the game. Uh, presented by the county of Santa Clara. Who else, right? Book right. a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org. Or you can call two one one. What a magnificent
2: night for number 30, Stephen Curry. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's the best way to put it, as you said, Jordan-esque, which is saying an awful lot, and then we've already compared him to some of the great uh, finals performers ever. I thought it was interesting, Isaiah Thomas and a caller made us aware of this. Isaiah Thomas said, you know, Steph did it for the little guys tonight, which had us, you know, sc- uh, scrambling through the record books and remembering Allen Iverson's big games against the, the Lakers in 2001 and Isaiah Thomas with 43 in the uh, 88 finals against the Lakers, 25, I think, in one quarter on a sprained ankle. Lakers ended up winning that series. But this is one that in future years, I think you made the point, J.D., years and years from now, when they talk about the finals. Oh, Steph Curry had that great game against Boston, game four, in the garden where he had 43. And, and for as much as Steph has accomplished, for him to have a game at this point in his career – A game at this point in his career that, you know, of everything Steph's done, this is going to be a game that's going to stand out, that people are going to be talking about uh, for years, an incredible accomplishment at a time when the Warriors really needed it from him.
5: And, of course, the Warriors now 27 consecutive playoff series with a road win. The longest streak in NBA history began back in 2013. It's every single series since Steph... Clay and Draymond have played together even includes three series where Mark Jackson was the head coach so it predates Steve Kerr and the Warriors complete that again extending that string 27 consecutive playoff series with a road win as they get the win tonight Warriors now 6-0 after a loss in the playoffs the Celtics 7-0 after a loss in the playoffs so we'll see if something happens to give there And, uh, Whitey, as far as uh, the numbers now with a 2-2 series, we went through the 1-1 and who wins game three and all of that. The Celtics won game three. Uh, 31st time in NBA Finals history that the series has been tied 2-2. In the previous 30, the team that wins game five has gone on to win 73.3% of the time. So 22 times in 30 uh, previous instances the team that wins game five goes on to win
2: the NBA championship. Okay. Cause I know you said the team that wins game three when it's one, one wins. Yes. Uh, so is that out the window? now? we throw that out because now it's two, two, I guess we don't have to worry about those numbers anymore. Well, it's, I mean, we'll, we'll see. (laughs) We're going to have to wait and see at the end of the series,
5: but yeah. And this is where I think the two, three, you know, the two, two, one, one, one format comes into play. And we talked a little bit about that before the series started, the two, three, two versus the two, two, one, one, one. Right. With the series shifting back to, to chase. And this is where the two, two, one, one, one format to me is a lot more fair to the team that has the home court advantage because, Could you imagine if if Monday's game was was here at at TD Garden and the Celtics were getting another opportunity to take a 3-2 lead, uh, knowing that at that point they would only – they'd have to play the final two in the Bay, but if the the Warriors were – if the Celtics were able to win that game here and then go back to the Bay up 3-2, we've seen a lot in NBA history. The team that goes up 3-2 in that fifth game, even on the road, wins – Uh, a lot of times they win the sixth game under that format is what typically would would happen and close the series out. Uh, Even as the road team in a game six, that happened quite a bit in that 2-3-2 format. So uh, don't have to worry about any of that. Warriors going home and and get the the first opportunity to, to hold serve here with things evened
2: up. Yeah, at the risk of making a really obvious point, I've heard a lot of people over the last day or so point out that wow at this point the Warriors got to win three of the next four that's going to be tough and you know with the win tonight you don't have to do that you do have to win two of the next three but you've got two of them at home so it's remarkable uh, how differently things look tonight especially when Boston and I know we have a little bit of a disagreement over this uh, I don't think they had an epic collapse but I think they really squandered an opportunity with a lead at fourth quarter lead in the fourth quarter at home tonight, and then for the Warriors to take that from them and take back home court as the series heads back to San Francisco. The Warriors are in really great shape. They still are going to need to – I know we had a caller earlier who said, I'm still kind of worried about things. You know, you're going to need Draymond to find uh, whatever he found in the fourth quarter. He's got to find that over the course of a whole game. Uh, Clay, an encouraging finish for him. If he's making shots, everything's back on track. Um, we, we still need Jordan Poole to show that he, the game he had tonight, he can have that again. But everything look is looking just so much brighter uh, for the Warriors. And to your point, hopefully, if they continue to play the way they, they're capable of at home, they're not going to need Steph to have anything quite like the night he had tonight in order to uh, take the series lead. All right, let's get Marv in San Jose. Final call of the night, then we'll hear a little
5: bit of Steph Curry to to close out the show. Hey, Marv.
19: Hey, J.D. Whitey. Love you guys. By the way, uh, I'm just curious about the whole Otto Porter Jr. in the starting lineup. Like, honestly, seriously, uh, who would you start in place of Otto Porter Jr.? Um, We can't always – Believe that could throw up forty points. I love Steph. I love Steph absolutely. Throw up forty points, Clay. Hey, we can always pray that he gets Game Six, Clay. But I'm a big believer in Gary, and I think we're gonna make adjustments in Game in going into Game Five, Six. I don't want it to go Game Seven, but Otto Porter Jr. in the starting lineup. But I, I haven't heard anyone talk about that. Like, do you guys really? Well, we
5: talked it? about it. It didn't, it didn't really have an impact on the game either way. It it didn't help him. It didn't hurt him. We talked about it a lot earlier. Uh, if it had hurt, I didn't like it. I, I said all day today I wouldn't make a move. I would have just kept Looney in there. To me, it's not about Peyton. It's not about Poole. I would have just kept Looney in there. I think Steve Kerr wanted to give the Celtics a different look, Whitey, early, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. more shooting on the floor, yeah. try and maybe open some things up, I think, for Steph and maybe Clay to get rolling a little bit early. And then the first sub in was Looney. So it wasn't i think it was just to give the Celtics a different look. I don't think it was some profound adjustment that Steve Kerr thought was gonna make some, you know, dramatic difference in the outcome, it turned out to not really matter either
2: way. And Porter only played 14 minutes and Looney played 28. I know we texted before the game. I think part of it was, hey, maybe we throw a little matchup issue at them, which of their bigs is going to guard Porter. Instead, uh, what happened was Porter ended up guarding Williams, and that was a matchup issue for Porter because he was overmatched there and the Warriors quickly recognized that, went away from that. I think the way Draymond finished – the game. I think there. You know. I, I. agree with you. I think it'll probably be Draymond and and uh, Kevon Looney uh, starting again. But I. I think that's why they went to Porter. Uh, To begin with, they were just trying to throw something a little different at the Celtics. Uh, Williams, by the way, and I know we talked earlier today, J.D., about how this would be a challenge for him physically. And he started off, you know, he was really playing well early. By the end of the game, I know he was on the bench in the fourth quarter, but my understanding is he was limping noticeably. So I think that was, even though he got off to a great start, I think on that uh, torn meniscus to play, you know, the second game of three nights, I think that was a real challenge for him physically tonight.
5: Yeah, and he he did – it seemed to be less and less of a factor yeah, as yeah. as the game went on and he was a major factor in particular in the in the first half. All right, uh, let's close it out tonight. Uh we'll come back and say good night, but let's hear a little bit from the man of the night, Steph Curry here as he met with the media downstairs at TD Garden following just a historic performance four points, 10 boards and leading the Warriors to a game 4 victory over the Celtics. Here's Steph.
26: Uh Steph, first off, how's the foot feeling and secondly, you know, with a performance like that tonight, you know, how meaningful was that for you? And, you know, how did it feel to come into Boston and tie the series up? I you mean, know, It means everything, knowing the sense of urgency we had to have tonight. You know, went went on the road and keep some life in the series, get a home-court advantage back, and, you know, try to create some momentum our way. It was a hard-fought win. I think our first quarter really set the tone. You know, even though we were down one, there's night and day difference between game three and game four, how we came out defensively. And that just gives you enough life to kinda withstand some some rough patches and then find some runs, you get some stops, get out in transition, guys get involved, and you know, you give yourself a chance to win it down the stretch. So proud of everybody in terms of our physicality, our focus, you know, perseverance throughout the game. 2-2 2-2 is way better than 3-1 going home so uh you know job well done tonight
23: first clay said that he ranks this as your number one finals performance do you kind of agree with that and then two draymond said he could kind of tell by your demeanor the past couple of days that you were going to bring some extra fire uh, tonight did you feel something like that brewing over the last couple of days since the loss
26: yeah just again it's kind of how we wanted to start the game We rely on Draymond bringing that energy and fire, you know, throughout the course of the season, year after year. Felt like we just had to let everybody know that we were here tonight. You know, whether that's their crowd, their team, our team, whoever wants to see that energy and that that fire, we feed off of that. And, um, yeah, I think it helped us kind of just get settled into the game because, obviously, our experience you can want it so bad you kind of get in your own way a little bit and everybody feels a little bit of pressure and it can go the opposite way i wanted to try to leverage that to, you know in a positive direction for us to start the game Marcus. I, don't, I don't rank my performances though steph that was clearly a, um,
7: a golden performance by you yeah. i was wondering have you ever gotten into like the crowd like that early in the game you yelled at them and you know you, you were flexing you've done that before but like normally later what made you do it early and how difficult was it to sit those first couple of minutes in your golden performance
26: first uh the fourth quarter, fourth quarter. i want to take that as a good sign of how i feel physically like with my foot and just the you know, low intensity of the game that i wanted to be out there to start the fourth just because i felt good had a rhythm didn't feel tired at all so i want to maintain that over the course of the rest of the series but kind of the same answer as before just we needed something to settle into the game, to start the game better and find some momentum and just change the tone of you know, how physical they were in game three and how we needed to respond game four. It wasn't a perfect first quarter, but we gave ourselves enough life. And that fire was uh, me just trying to show that we're here tonight and we understand what the task at hand is. And thankfully, we uh, found a way to get it done. Coley, Harvey, ESPN, not to really belabor the fire point, but for
4: you, is this something that coming into the game a day or two before, is that, that that's something where you want to make sure that you send that message at that point? Is it, I, I guess, are you coming up with that
26: plan going into the game, or is it just you feel what's going on on the floor, in the crowd, and that kind of thing in the game? It's, it's both, for sure. A lot, a lot of it is because of how hostile the environment was, the fans chanting, doing all their you know, shenanigans and all that. Boston knowing how big of a game it is for them if they get the win they take you know control of the series So it's all that mixed into the, and the experience knowing how fickle momentum is in In the finals we've been through it all so try to rely on past experience to understand how important that was
5: yeah, great stuff there from Steph Curry. Uh, brilliant perform. Doesn't rank those performances, though. Just win. <laughs> that's all that matters. How about that's that? That's
2: what he is. Yeah, that's all he's really about. That's that's what I keep coming back to when we talk about how good is he compared to this guy or that guy. He's one of the greatest winners of all time, and he's changed the way the game is played, period. Yeah, and just a special, special performance from
5: Steph Curry on a special, special night here Uh, in Boston and uh, Whitey it's been a pleasure man these last three hours uh, getting to break it all down with you and uh, we're going to be back in about nine hours to do it all again for uh, another four hours on Warriors this week so looking forward to it my man Uh, we'll talk to you in the morning
2: yeah I look forward to it get some rest JD we appreciate your hard work back there
5: all right for Whitey Gleason I'm John Dickinson thanks to Sterling Bennett and everybody in our San Francisco studios for uh, cutting all the highlights in the postgame sound great job by everyone Uh, We're back tomorrow, 9 a.m. until 1, right here on 95.7, the game with Warriors this week. And then game five of the NBA Finals, pivotal game five, Warriors and the Celtics, 6 o'clock, tip off on Monday night at Chase Center, 430 Warriors Live. That'll be Damon and Ratto. And then me and Whitey Gleason, we're going to be back following the game and taking you all the way up until midnight again on Monday. So good stuff. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning warriors win at 107 97 you heard it all right here on 95.7 the game
3: okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can conquer it i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road any road the steeper the better